Welcome to the Random Tea Agent Carter Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episodes 8 and 9, The Edge of Mystery, and um, page down, page down, page down, I know. a little song and dance. Yay! So yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So overall... Overall, I thought I they enjoyed, were strong. I thought they were great. We finally, you know, got some some stories moving along. I'm interested in what's happening. We've got a good, strong uh, protagonist, antagonists, plural. Everybody's plural. Yeah. Um, but I think we both had a problem with not the musical scene in and of itself. The problem to me... And then I, I won't speak for you, although you'll probably agree with me. Mm-hmm. The problem for me was the fact that we had this one episode and they get knocked out. And then we immediately go into this musical number that's really kind of silly. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I need to know what happened. You, We lost the flow. Yeah. We lost the tone. We lost the feel. Had we'd watched one episode one week and then waited a full seven days. And, and started the, out. The second one, I don't think it would have been as jarring. I don't think it would have either. So I think it was a bad choice to pair these. And I know what they were doing with their schedule. Yeah. They're trying to get everything in in time to bring Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back on schedule. Yeah. <clears throat> but they failed. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the musical scene when we get there. But yeah. I, that was my only real beef. Yeah, I just, it didn't, it felt, it felt so indulgent. Well, that entire episode was, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm well, like. What? What? Mm, yeah. Maybe we could have spent more time with our Jason, characters. Jason Wilkes did what? Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. Huh? Thompson who? Basically, yeah, it was just one big what the fuck. We, we were sending uh, 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 gifs to each other back and forth that were like, what? Yeah. Huh? And I'm like, shrug? I what's don't know happening? what the fuck's going on. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I finally found um, Osric, though. Mm. I was looking for that gif. You did indeed. I had to do a Google search for it. Okay. okay um, we have a little feedback. feedback Yeah. Uh from last week from michael hi michael hi michael by the way michael is this awesome artist by the way oh yes let's go with that um there is a i tell you what i'm not even going to tell y'all what this picture is go to the show notes and look at it to our website at randomtpodcast.com go find the show notes for this episode and look at what michael drew for us feast your eyes upon the wonderfulness i don't even want to describe it because i want them to see it for themselves it's beautiful it's beautiful, and we love it. And there is a link to Michael's Deviant Art, uh, along with the picture, so you can go and check out all of his loveliness, which is I'm. It's so it makes me happy. Man, people that art like it's magic. Because neither you are. This is our art right here. Yeah, we our words. Yeah, we 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 don't draw art, and it's yeah. I'm like constantly amazed by it. And I I am both the daughter and the mother of artists. Yeah, they're not the same person believe it or not um <laughs> so i art man and i'm so not arty yeah so uh so yeah michael sent us that and we thank you and we appreciate it and i want to see all of them so i made squeals yes you did not even have to see it mm-hmm. uh so he sent us um some previously on stuff uh, he did a little research we were because the, we were there was Concern about Dottie being in California or New York or what? Yeah. He believes uh, that Dottie was actually in California. Which is so much more plausible. 
Uh, Rosemary's The Jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, The location looked pretty bright, and I had to take a screenshot, but the vehicle plates appear to be California also. That's so freaking cool that you did research. So he did. He looked up pictures of vintage New York and vintage California plates, and he's absolutely right. They do look like California plates. Okay. Um, He says that would solve the travel problem, but it doesn't explain why she was transferred from New York to California in the first place. My headcanon is that Vernon Masters is keeping her close to him so that if he goes to California, then so does she. And I could totally get behind that. Well, especially since she already has a link to the um, arena club. Yeah. Because it's through the pen. Yeah. So there is a connection there. The headcanon has some weight. Yeah. So uh, so here is... Uh, that was off facebook so yeah go check out our facebook because um, we're totally on facebook totally so the email from michael says aloha ladies aloha hello uh he apologizes for emailing in the middle of our last podcast recording that's totally cool we do not mind have at it the squealing you heard happens every time and you know it, it's so funny it happened during sleepy hollow too it was so weird later that week it was funny yeah with somebody else yeah somebody else uh did okay so he says uh i normally do a second viewing of the show the same evening but with two back to back i didn't have time boy oh boy we understand oh totally uh so this is more in-depth feedback on the episodes no need to put it in the podcast since it will be for previous episodes we're putting in the damn podcast too late <laughs> i do um, what i want <laughs> life of the party uh i don't know where Dottie is but it's not new york when dr peggy is questioning her about the pen she asks why are we trying to steal this from the vault in new york that's an interesting point. That's true. As I mentioned in the Facebook page, I suspect Dottie's in California, and the only reason I can think of for her to be there is Vernon Masters dragging her around with him. The storefront Rosemary's location seems much brighter than any of the New York set pieces, too. That's true. They do do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the deal they made where they knew the other was full of where they knew the other was full of shit was fun. <laughs> It Sorry, was. he 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 asterisked it out. So it was <laughs> full of what? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Peggy apparently <laughs> likes frying people. John's rocks on with the memory wipers and Dottie in the net. Ah, yes. Now I get it. Yeah, a bit of a sadistic streak, but I'm down with it. From a little her. bit, a little bit. It's okay though. Yeah. Uh, James Darcy is having entirely too much fun in the show. <laughs> the pantomimes <laughs> so were precious. great. Oh, I could see them rehearsing that. Oh, or my not. gosh. It could have been improv. I'd believe it. Could it could have. Oh, and he suggests a cane with sword in it. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. He's a bowler hat away from becoming John Steed. <laughs> I know. I laughed out loud when I, when I read that. I was like, oh, my God, you're right. I wonder how Atwell would look in Emma Peel's attire. Awesome. Because she uh, looks awesome in everything. Calvin Chadwick proves he's the real actor in the family, which was a bit sad. Frost is supposed to... This, I think it's supposed, supposed to be the smart one, but she couldn't read his deception. I know. That really hurt me. I think she just didn't expect it from him. Yeah. Because, you know, he is a dumb shit, or was, because yeah. he dead now. Uh, did a bit of research on the Council of Nine, and they line up to being the core of the secret empire. Even Festus was once a <sighs> Okay, cool. Um, the zero matter appears to only absorb living things. Frost's power display did not affect the carpeted floor nor the conference tables and chairs. That's a very good point. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't actively like thinky think about it. Yeah. 
Uh, cool seeing Dottie do Black Widow moves in a dress. And as I typed that, I just realized her dress was Widow's black and red colors. Dude. Yeah, and it's funny, though, because, and I and I hated it, um, because you mentioned the I red. I mentioned the red as communist. She's Russian. And it was so double, because, I, and I went back and looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's... It's cut yeah. the way it's cut and the way the mm-hmm. um, it's very the red black, is with the black. Oh, it's it was very great. Black Widow. So yeah, we, we have confirmation without confirmation. Yeah. Uh, but there is no way Thompson should have gotten the best of her. There's not. There is no way in hell. Uh, Easter egg Frost's movie. The F stands for freedom was showing in the theater. They tested midnight oil in in season one. That is so freaking cool. And he even sent us a screenshot. That is so showing awesome. us. That's so freaking um, awesome. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so episode seven, Monsters. Uh, I'm not some Nazi harlot, enough said. As rough as Vernon Masters comes off, it's still hard not to think of him as red. <laughs> I, I, I have the same problem. Yeah. Every time yeah. I see him, I'm just waiting for him to make some grumpy comment, telling kids to get off his lawn, and he goes into the other room. Yeah. That's, yeah. he is red. I can't see anything, anything else. else. Yeah. No. Uh, but this role goes a long way. <laughs> Toward de-redifying him. <laughs> wow. If you hadn't spelled that out for me. Because he literally does. Yeah. <laughs> I just totally would not have gotten it. Um, seeing Dottie crack hurt a bit. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd expect her to lie to stop the pain. And she actually teared up at the end of Frost's interrogation. I think that was very strong to see Dottie break in them. And the actress, whose name escapes me at the second... Uh, portrayed it so well because you knew because and and it was because you were feeling it with her it was such a contrast though because and I think we talked about this last week she does the fake break before she yes. like when Whitney first comes in and right. then you see it really happen and you're like holy shit Bridget man I know That's she's right, Bridget Bridget Reagan she's hardcore man I, I I love her I think she's amazing she and she's yeah, clearly perfect for Dottie yeah um I like that when Frost failed to absorb Wilkes she went into science mode questioning him about the effects never mind that she just tried to eliminate him she is cray cray she is and she's got so much um focus on the science she's sciencey cray cray it's like it's like when she told Dottie that um she's like I don't do that acting thing anymore and it's great because it's kind of cool to see a woman focus like that. She has fully embraced she has the science. And the voices in her head as we find out as later. We find out later, yeah. Uh, Michael goes on to say, before the season is out, I think we will get a scene where Jarvis has the opportunity to, t- to kill Frost and realize that he's not a killer. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, and Anna better live. Yes. Yes. Uh, through both episodes, Dottie realizes that Peggy's world is a lot freakier than her training has prepared her for. And I think that's, that will be something that puts her outside the system permanently. She won't trust anyone ever. So if by some fortune we get more Agent Carter stories, I think we'll see her pop in from time to time to be a thorn sometimes and an ally at others. Yeah, I, I fully ex- would expect Dottie to be the overall, the, the Moriarty to Sherlock. Yes, and I, I want that because she's so fun. Yes. She's so entertaining. And now, and I swear to God, when, when Michael mentioned the Black Widow dress, I went back and looked at it and I was like, holy shit. I hope the longer she's in it, we do get that confirmation, confirmation. I agree. Well, we have one more episode. Yeah. So. 
Um, and the elephant in the room, which I'm surprised wasn't discussed. Honestly, Michael, I completely forgot, or else I would have brought this up. Uh, Haley Atwell's casting for series pilot on ABC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate to admit it, but I'm concerned that means no season three or more. I feel there are more Agent Carter stories that could be told. If it's not renewed, I'll be hoping for at least a TV movie a la Serenity. Serenity never happened. Serenity is a dream sequence, It was a people. dream sequence. It did not happen, and I just would like you all to know that that is the case. But I totally see where he's coming yes. from. Yes. Uh, mixed in as flashback, and also Carter stories mixed in as flashbacks on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'll close with another apology for such a long rambling email. No, it's fine. We love it. Stay Jarvelous. Yeah, I think we talked about Haley's TV show on Offline. I think, yeah, well, you and I discussed it, and I think we just yeah. didn't mention it. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Fails. Uh, conviction. Conviction. Um, I did read somewhere that as a part of that, they, are, they would leave her free to film another season. Because they're not super long no, seasons. and it's the same station. Yeah, it's ABC. They're so. both ABC. So uh, they, they, that, they are open to allowing her time to film Agent more Carter. Agent Carter yeah. uh, should it be renewed. Now, as to whether or not it gets renewed, Agent Carter's ratings are terrible. Yeah, they're not great. They are way... I went and did uh, a search on just television ratings, and she is way down at the bottom. Yeah. So I'm... Not expecting a season three. What I personally am expecting is the new spinoff show the, to come in to the um, the uh, 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 M- Mockingbird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mockingbird, the um, one that was spin-off. wasn't a go, but then it is, and, and then now it wasn't, it, and then it went, yeah. yeah. I'm expecting that miniseries. That I don't know if it's miniseries though, but I'm expecting they may, that spinoff. They may do the miniseries thing just to float it. I, the audience I think it's it going to, I think that's what we're going to get. And if that is what happens, we'll probably podcast it. Yeah, because. Because Marvel. Well, it's Marvel and it's a female lead. Yeah. So, I mean. Because Hunter Bobby, ain't leading. It's Bobby fucking Morse. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's, um, what's her name? Who I adore. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, mean, I hate to say it, but I really don't think we're going to get a season three. I'm more optimistic than you are. Yeah, I know. I am not. So, um, but yeah, if they do renew it, they are giving her time to make it. So it's open. Yeah. Should it get renewed? And it can always get canceled. And I I don't want to, part of me is like, I want to support Haley's endeavors because she's wonderful and fabulous. But also I want that pilot to fail. And I'm a bad person (laughs) and it's okay. I have made peace with that. I feel ya. So yeah. Okay. So that, yeah. Um, we, we failed to mention it and. Well, there it is. Now we thank you for reminding us of so many things. Yes, Michael. Somebody's got to keep us straight. I swear to God, y'all go check our show notes for the for the art. Go see the art. Awesome. And and then go see his deviant art with all his other art because it's very impressive. Yeah, because you sent me something today. You texted me something, and I was very excited. I sent you rose. Yes. And that was the noise I made. That was. I heard it, even though yeah. I was three miles down the road from you. Yeah, you were. So. Uh, <laughs> so, you ready to get to our recap for Edge of Mystery? Yes. This was directed by the guy that directed the previous episode, Monsters, uh, Metin Husen. And like Bless I you. said, um, I'm going to give my disclaimer like I did last episode. There was like an umlaut or some shit over the, over the U in this dude's name. And like, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> that. So, we'll just go with that. Um. Uh, in addition to the couple of Agent Carter episodes, we have some episodes of Outlander, which uh, the actress that played Anna 
is in. Oh, okay. Or so was I'm in. Never, I think she's. I have not watched out. I don't know. I haven't yet. watched the second part of the first season. Um, but she was aces in what I saw. And then three episodes of Merlin. So I just thought that was great. Yeah. Merlin. Merlin? Yeah. That's because they only have 12 actors, three they props. Do. and No. They have well, like two directors. 12 actors, three props. Seven sets. Seven sets and five directors. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they have. That's all the BBC has. Yeah. Um, and it was written by Brant Engelstein, who also wrote Lady in the Lake, uh, Blix Creek Button, and some episodes of Copper and Borgia. Not oh. the Borgias, just Borgia. Oh, Borgia. Yeah. Okay. So we start out, and it is uh, New York in 1946. It was one year ago, which completely fucks with the timeline, just so everybody knows. There is no timeline in this um, Marvel. So yeah. uh, Anna comes home, and she finds... Actually, the whole thing fucks with the timeline, because this happens in July of 1947, and we were told it was six months since the end of, of season one, and so that would still be 1947. But whatever, whatever, just whatever. And Christmas. Yeah. And so Anna comes home and she finds uh, Jarvis giving Peggy instructions. And this is when he walked her through diffusing the nitramine core. Um, so we saw we saw part of this scene already. So I thought that was really cool. I thought they played it out well. And so because um, all we they didn't cast Anna last season. No, all there, we heard was there her was voice. no Anna. So that was cool. Um, and so she's home from her art class, which next week they're doing nudes. <gasps> How progressive. And uh, so Jarvis hangs up and he's like, hey, babe. And um, he's like, I was just talking to Howard's new associate. And she assumes it's a man. And he's like, no, it's a woman. And she's like, oh. And he's like, no, she no. Knows. No, no. I, I think he I actually think he respects, actually respects her. her. Um, <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. Peggy Carter won't interfere in our lives in the least. And um, Anna tells him not to make promises he can't keep, which is something she told him in the previous episode as well. Mm. And da da da, and it's great because I I was really happy to see this because that is one thing we didn't get to see Anna and and how she dealt with what was going on in season one. So that was kind of cool. So then we go to present time, and um, and it's it's a sad dilly do. And Jarvis is in Anna's room, and he's trying to tune the radio. He looks appropriately to Benny Goodman because that's her favorite, and they have a schedule. And Jarvis is so like that mindset, mm-hmm. and you can tell Anna's their artistic one that just like does whatever the fuck she wants. And Jarvis is like, "No, we have a certain we have a schedule, and we do this thing." And um, well, he's bargaining. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so he. Uh, well, this is before he starts promising stuff. Um, and so. I think it is. I don't know. Yeah, it is, but it's still a part of the bargaining phase. And so he gets really upset when he can't get the radio to tune to what he wants. That's how I react the same way. And he smashes it and Peggy comes, um, Peggy comes in and she, she takes him to a chair and she's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of this. And, uh, she's like, Anna's, you know, Anna's just resting. She's recovering. She had a major trauma, but she's going to be fine. And, um, Jarvis is like, they don't even know if she's going to wake up. The doctors are just like, it's a crapshoot. Because, you know, it's the 40s. They don't have, like, monitors and shit. And um, so she's going to go home, and she's going to bring Jarvis some new clothes. Okay, so you know what I was thinking during this? What? That Peggy would know exactly what to go home and fetch for Jarvis. Yes. For him. But were Jarvis trying to go home and get stuff for Peggy, he would fail. He would. 
He would and fail. I just thought that was, it was, I don't know why I thought that. He would have to get Anna to help him. Yes, he would. Um, also, Peggy is uh, apparently very flexible to have recently had uh, rebarb through her abdomen. Yeah, because, okay, like I didn't, and part of me wanted to go back and do this, but I didn't have enough time. Um, because of, you know, bullshit work and stuff. Um, nobody pays me to watch Agent Carter. I'm talking to our listeners there. If anybody <laughs> wants to pay me to watch Agent Carter, I'm totally up for that. Um, so I was going to go back and kind of like try to plot out the timeline. But presumably this is the day after. If Anna is in the hospital and she's just come out of surgery. She's, so it's this only is, been days. This is the day after she got shot, which was the day after the, um, uh, the hotel event that Peggy couldn't go to because she could barely walk. Right. And we noticed this at the end of the last episode. They seem to have conveniently forgotten yep. that she's got a giant hole in her abdomen. And it's only been a couple days since that happened. I think at the most a week. Yeah. At the, the and outside. that's stretching it. Yeah, that's, that's stretching it. It really is. So much. So I just, yeah, I didn't like that. And it was when she... Uh, squatted down next to him. He was sitting in the chair and she squats down next to him. I'm like, doesn't she have some stitches she should be tending to? And like, I know why they did the whole Peggy's out of commission, which which is to get Dottie in play. And it was super fun and I get that. Well, and they introduced Violet. But there are whole. consequences to doing that in this universe. And they just kind of completely forgot. They followed the uh, Gotham rules of... Yeah. Of injury. Yeah. So, um, so she's going to go and get him a change of clothes so he can, he can, you know, so Anna can recognize him and he can look his best. Cause you know, Jarvis is all about looking proper and all that good stuff. So this is when we go to Wilkes and he wakes up and he's handcuffed to a pipe. Whitney does not know how to treat her guests very nicely. Um, <laughs> and she's there with a notebook and she's in total science mode. She's like, by my calculations, you're going to lose mass in two minutes and da, da, da. And he's like, are you studying me? And she's like, "Dur, I'm studying both of yeah. us. We're scientists. And she wants to know where he goes when he disappears. And which I thought this was interesting because he's only disappeared a couple times. And so him losing mass is not necessarily that he's going to disappear. So Correct. I was just like, whatever. And so this is when Whitney's like, um... She's but like, that also had to do with the stuff Howard sprayed on him. True. She's like, yeah, just whatever. I'll answer your question. If you answer my questions, I'll, you know, I'll let you go. Yeah, right. And he starts kind of stalling. And she's like, yeah, don't, don't fucking stall me because I know you're going to try to float through your handcuffs, which was a solid plan, I must say. Um, and he's like, no, I'm hoping I'll vanish and I'll never come back. And Whitney's like, that's ridiculous. And um, she's like, we need to work together and be science bros. And, um... And she starts talking about, which we saw her, I think it was two episodes when Cal uh, kind of surprised her. She was kind of mumbling to herself. Mm -hmm. uh, she was hearing zero matter voices. Sweet. And so he's like, yeah, I can hear it too. Okay. I didn't buy that he was hearing them. I, I don't. Sound, I, it appeared to me as though he was just placating her. He was like, yeah, Whitney, I totally yeah, hear it. Sure. Crazy lady. And so um, this is when she uh, transfers some zero matter to him and makes him okay. whole. Okay, but yeah, that's... Makes that, him hard. That's all true. That's yes, just, makes him hard. It's just... Because zero matter. Yeah. Um, But my problem... <laughs> <laughs> my problem with the scene is that he doesn't want her near him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and even when she stands up and comes close to him, he jumps back. Yeah. You know, he flinches back. But doesn't the zero matter call to zero matter? Isn't that what we've seen? Yeah, that was kind of previously? the whole point. Yeah. And then for him to be so nay nay. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. Um, that's, the te- <laughs> that's the technical term. Yeah. It just, what? Yeah. It didn't, I didn't like that. So, yeah, so that's the end of that scene. Um, and she gives him some zero matter. And they you know, don't actually sh- that. they don't actually show it, but, it's, but we I guess it's assumed. Yeah, yeah whatever. So, Moving on. this is when we go to Sousa, and he's waiting outside of the Stark estate. And Peggy pulls up, and she fills him in on what happened, which included, you know, Anna getting shot. Uh, well, he's like laying down. He's noticed. I didn't notice it the first time we watched it, but he's like noticing blood. Yeah, on, on the, the roundabout outside. He must have thought it was Peggy's. Yeah, I think it's, he, he was. He was super worried because it's the only nod to her injury. I, I'm just gonna let it go. But it was yeah. the only nod to her injury this entire episode and yeah. for the rest of ever. Yeah, because she was just ripping stitches out left and right a couple episodes ago. Mm. So uh, this is when. Uh, Seuss is like, hey, so Vernon's basically taking over my office, and he's looking for the uranium for Whitney. And so Peggy's like, well, let's let's do it. Let's give him what, give her what she wants. All right. And so they go inside, and this is when she's like, okay, we need Whitney to think think that we'll trade for Wilkes, trade the uranium for Wilkes. Yes. And then Seuss is like, okay, so we can get we can get word to her through Manfredi because they know that his guys were the ones that were giving her security at Rock Song. Yes. And so Peggy's like, okay, I'm going to change clothes. And she makes Seuss do the turnaround thing. And it was very season one. Yes, it's a locker room scene all over again. And I was very excited. Yeah. I don't know why, but... From the iron ceiling, I was like, all right. And so um, (laughs) it was very interesting, though, because he does turn around because Seuss is a a good guy for the most part. Um, Is he not dead anymore? He's not dead anymore. And so now, now, okay, so is he like zombie or is he like actually alive? He's like lukewarm alive. Okay. He's like not 100% for me, okay. but he's he's getting there. Okay. I still don't know if he's husband material, but then again, after this episode. I don't think he has earned. Nobody's the hu- husband material. He, that's true. He has not <laughs> earned the husband uh, title. He has not. Just yet. Um, And so Susie gets kind of flustered because he sees all her lady business. Not like her actual lady business, but like her. <laughs> Her brassiers and whatnot, like, strewn about the room. And he's like, silky things. I don't know what to do. (laughs) That's high school all over again. I was like, midriffs, shoulders, ankles, you know. You're just, like, just completely distracting the man. And so, um, but Sousa does tell her that he's, like, um, he fills her in on the hot goss. And it's that men Freddie and Whitney used to be together before she dumped him. Whatever. Yeah, for a complete tool. But at least they showed... Peggy learning about this relationship as opposed to Peggy just boom I know yeah and so this is when we go to Manfredi's restaurant and (gasps) Peggy and Sousa walk in and Manfredi is um he's cooking with his nana and um it's great it's just really great he's arguing with her about the garlic and so can we have the spinoff of nana I know she's great she's so wonderful just nana she can speak Italian the whole time I don't care It'd be fine. I want that show. Because you know she could she could beat some folk up. Man, I want to see her do like a cross-leg kick and a knife and to Rose. the back. Yeah. Nana Ooh. and Rose. Nana and 
Nana and Rose. <laughs> and so, um, but see, I could see Rose being the the protagonist and and Nana being the antagonist. That's of true. That, oh, that'd be Ooh. good. I like that. Okay, cheers. And yeah, yeah. It's done. It's written. It's written. It is so. Do it. Um, and so this is when we we see them uh, in the kitchen, and they don't notice that Peggy is just completely taking out all the men. Which again, I was like, wow, disappearing wound, because um, she's just like just beating the shit out of these mobsters. And so not Susa. Not Susa. Peggy. Peggy. It's important. And so this is when uh, Manfredi realizes that that they have they have guests. Two more for two lunch? more for dinner. I thought dinner, he, lunch, I thought he said dinner, but food. Whatever. There was food. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is where I could like feel you being upset about the travel because Thompson is in London all of a sudden. Is he in London or is the British friend in? I thought it said London. Did it? I, th- I thought it flashed. Wow, London, two England. watches, and I still did. Okay, so what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and I was trying. I was very confused because they're singing a Cornell uh, song. Well, no. Well, it's an alma mater song. Yeah, it's a, from Cornell. Okay, I missed that part. So they went to college. That was, together. that was not important to me. No, no, they went to uni. They went to uni. They go to well, uni no, over there. Corn- no, Cornell is in America. But they talk about uni. Yeah. That's true. Okay. But he calls it uni because he's freshman year of uni this and freshman. Yeah. So, but they, uh, regardless, they went to school together. Right. But right, right. Thompson is American and this guy is British. Right. So the fact that they went to the same. Yeah. Uh, what? Just, I mean, it's not unheard of, but. Which I totally missed that he was British until they start talking about the because they're drunk and they're I really yeah they're slurring and, I don't I didn't yeah. even care I was yeah. like just shut up yeah stop singing this, this guy is Nick Driscoll and he apparently works for MI4 um, which is not one of the fun MI4 MI5 MI, MI whatever MI6 is the cool one because they have James Bond and Q and that's mm. just really all you need to know um, but he he um, basically wanted and Mary Watson uh, yeah there you go. And he basically wanted a file from from Nick. And so, but he was like, yeah, I, I had to break a lot of rules to get it for you. But the thing is like fully redacted. And, but he says that, he says that, um, he'll get, he gives it to Thompson anyway. And um, it's something about like, I know where you're really here. And Thompson's like, what? And he's like, oh, to do this thing in a bar. And it was like, it was just stupid. Um, and so this is when uh, Nick Nobody kind of like stumbles away. And we find out that Thompson is not drunk. And he has this cool little, like, redacty vision. So, okay, so they have this cool little device back in, excuse me, back in the 40s. But not now. Okay, you have your hand raised. I, I, I call on the redhead in the corner. Okay, so remember when, you know, just season one ago, um, six months to a year late ago, we don't know when the time frame is. Let's split the difference and call it nine. Um... There was this file about the Battle of Finale, and guess it was redacted. And it would have been so helpful. It if would have it, been super cool to have this redacty thing. But Which, no, but no, chief. The chief had to go to Germany. It looks like a freak. Okay, my boss actually has one of these. It's a magnifying glass. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a business oh, card size magnifying glass. What the? The hey the the what? Whatever. And see, Which like, apparently everyone has one now because Vernon had one later. But see, okay, like I'm cool with them having a cool little gadget that's kind of new. That's the kind of thing that when you show me something in a previous season, I would like to get a little bit of an explanation on. So, but whatever. 
Um, and so the file doesn't really tell us much because I went back and looked and it says something about a civilian massacre and Agent M. Carter SOE. Yes. So that's as much as I got. At first, I thought it was Michael. At first, I thought thought it was was her brother. Yeah, you thought it was Michael at first. I looked away at the wrong time the first time we watched it, so I totally missed it. I guess, like, I guess, sure, whatever. I was just going to go with it because you said Michael, and I was like, okay, sure. Um, but even I read uh, an article later, uh, online about this episode and they also mentioned but they're in the article they mentioned michael throughout the whole thing oh okay as though they were convinced it was michael and i was like did you watch the episode because like i knew what he was doing he was doing what masters told him which is get dirt on peggy exactly and i know he mentioned in the past because at this point we didn't know the date that was involved which Mm -hmm. comes Mm -hmm. up later Mm -hmm. at this point i was thinking okay he's made he's made several points of saying peggy's a girl scout Mm -hmm. so what would shame her is maybe something Michael did in the war before he died. True. So that that was where I was going with it. Possibly, but I kind of feel like Peggy would not have allowed something her brother had done to to stop her. That's true. From going forward. I don't, and I don't see even if she had done these things that it would have stopped her. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so we move on to, uh, Peggy and Sousa and, um, well, Sousa gets to have lunch with, with Nona. Um, and it's really funny because... None for Peggy. Uh, you here for hour. You go home now. <laughs> Eat some vegetables. She, she gives Sousa a plate and man, Freddie's like... Which he's kind of great and horrible at the same time. Um, he's like, oh, she must like you. And then literally, Nana just sits back down and Peggy gives her this look like... The fuck? The fuck? Can, do I not get any, any... Peggy is one of us. And um, apparently Nana thinks Peggy is the devil. Well, I don't eat Italian... And Itali- she makes the little sign. She does. I'm watching great. you. great. Oh, but while I don't eat Italian, I still would have been like, come on. Bring it. Yeah. I want some Nana, Nana noms. Nom, 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 nom. And so uh, they talk about the fact that, um, you know, the guys were the guys were at Roxxon that were Manfredi's guys. And he's like, I can't control what they do on their on their own time. And um, they start talking about him, his relationship with Whitney. And he's like, everybody in town knows that I had a relationship with Whitney Frost. And um, so this is basically where they talk about the whole reason they're there is that they want to get a a message to Whitney. Yes. And um, this is (laughs) um, Nana starts to complain. And um, he's like, you got to go. She's got a weak heart. (laughs) It's great. So he's good with this Nana. And um, Seuss is like. Yeah, it's going to suck, though, because there's this guy getting out of prison next week, and he doesn't know that you turned state's evidence on him. Hey, Sousa caught Peggy off guard. and Su- Yeah, because Peggy gave him this. Like, Peggy's what like, what are you talking okay, about? Okay, we'll go with it. And Manfredi's like, I didn't do any such thing. And he's like, that's not what I heard. <laughs> so basically, he's going to threaten. There was a wink, wink, and a nod, nod. I saw it. Yeah. And so this is when Nana grabs a knife and she oh tries. God, she was gonna go for she it. She tries to stab Susan. It. It's great. I want the Nana show. And so that's Nana, when Nana 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 Nana. <laughs> and so this is when uh, Manfredi gets her out of the kitchen and he agrees to deliver the message. Yes. So. Um, so we go back to Wilkes and um, so the entire purpose of that scene was to introduce us to Nana and she's fabulous. That's and all I love we need. And I would like her to cook for me, please. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, so Wilkes goes, he's looking over Whitney's notes and, um, she is like hell bent on the fact that she can control zero matter. Cause she says that, you know, if you listen to the, if you listen to the voices, you can control it. And she seems to not understand why Wilkes is not 
as interested as she is about it not, yeah. not as what, why, why he's afraid yeah. of it and and she's like oh it's a gift it's not a curse and and um so she starts hearing the voices again or voice i'm not sure if it's voices or voice like i don't know how many people are talking to her well we can't hear it so and i'm assuming she's talking to dr strange well you're I the mean, voice in, all... in my head oh, so it's kind of scary sometimes yay me I'll, I'll be trying to make a decision about something man Queenie would kill me if I did that. So I better do this over here. <laughs> Yay, me. That's awesome. Gee, what should I have for dinner? Well, Queenie would tell me I should go ahead and eat the steak. So yeah, I would. I would indeed. You would. And so um, this is when um, she starts telling Wilkes to listen to the voice or voices and it will let him know what to do. And um, Wilkes starts to listen. And this is when Manfredi comes in and Whitney's like, stop i'm making progress and um she tells she tells wilkes to like shut everything out and listen to what you hear and da da da, da and it all feels very kind of like meditating zen dark very matter phenomenon Did yeah. you see that movie yeah Ugh. yeah um and so then she goes to talk to man Freddie and he's like um he's like kiss on the cheek and he's like so basically <laughs> pegs wants to trade uh for the uranium wilkes for the uranium and Whitney's like, fuck yeah, we're going to do that. And it's great. Yeah, I want some cheesy poofs. Yeah, I want some cheesy poofs. And yeah, so they have a deal. Um, so we go, to the, we go to the hospital, and this is where full-on bargaining is, is happening. Um, because Jarvis is talking to Anna, and he's, he's telling her that, that he'll wear the tie she knitted him. The periwinkle tie. The periwinkle tie she knitted him. He'll, he'll make her apple tort at least once a week. And he makes all, he'll get a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Okay, so it was the Bernie's Mountain Dog. He'll like her brown cardigan. And yes. there's one other, because I went on my rewatch, because she wakes up in the middle of it. Yeah. And she says she woke up at the Bernie's Dog. She didn't, she wanted to see what else she could get. So I was like, okay, so she gets the Bernie's Dog. She gets, uh, he likes the brown cardigan. He I wears can't the tie. There was a, but she didn't hear that part. Oh, that's true. That's so true. I was trying to see what she heard. And I okay. can't remember what the third thing was. It might have been the apple tour. What was the middle thing? Um, that was the second thing he said oh. after the tie. But before... I See, oh. I... Yeah. But I it was forgot. super cute. Never mind. Anna's awake. And oh, I was so happy. Don't um, make promises you can't keep. Don't make keep. promises you can't keep. And this is when, um, you know, they talk a little bit and he kisses her. And Jarvis is like, I'm going to go get the doctor um, because they need to know that you're awake. And then um, he does call Peggy and he's so relieved. Wait, 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 wait. He talks. Have we gotten to where he talks to the doctor scene yet? We're almost there. Okay, because I have issues with it. So he talks to Peggy and he's like, oh, my God, she's awake and she's beautiful and da, da, da. And it was really sweet. And I like I think I can't remember if it was Gina or Francie who said that I'm in love with their love. Anna and Jarvis, and I'm totally there because these two are great. And so this is when he goes and talks to the doctor. And apparently there was internal damage and, you know, 1940s. Um, and Anna can't have kids I don't know. Now. A bullet through the uterus will do it. Yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot you can do to fix that. Yeah. And so Anna's not going to be able to have kids. And then there's scar tissue and yeah. yeah. Well, see, my thought, original thought was, okay, but Anna and Jarvis are already older. I don't see them having children at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's so true. So it just felt a little um, 
forced that well, it was a concern. No, but fine. You know, people, at least the option was yeah, open to them. And that's, that's true. I understand that. I understand that the, the, the heartstrings they were pulling at. Yes. The real problem I had with the scene was the doctor. Because he was of Asian, Asian descent. Because he was Asian. Yeah. And we are in the 40s. And in Pearl, California. Pearl Harbor yeah. was not. Was seen, we were, we're not in, kind to our Asian citizens no, during the war. we were not. He would probably have been in an internment camp. Yes, because um, if you guys don't know that. We were shitty too. We were so shitty. Them. Oh, God, what is his name? George Takai. George Takai. Oh, my God, where did that go? George Takai's family was actually, and he he goes and sits and talks yeah. to government people. So we don't do that shit again. Yeah, because he's been very outspoken about um, the Syrian yeah, the Syrian immigrants. refugees. He's refugees, been very yeah. outspoken about it. Bless his heart. I love him so dearly. Uh, but Pearl Harbor was in 41? Mm-hmm. And this is 47. Yeah. So six years later, we have an Asian doctor. Yeah. With no pressure, no nothing. Um, I did look up the actor, Tom Choi, is actually South Korean. Okay. I just okay. had to double check that he was not. I was like, okay, but is he actually Japanese? I had to go look. But still. He's not. He's South Korean. We were super racist back in the day we in America. We were so bad. Yeah. I don't see, but, you know, and that's something. And the only reason I point that out is because we've seen um, African-American people being cast in roles um, like a, a, a dark-skinned man and a white yeah. woman walking down the street together would never have happened. All, they do all the sexism. Yeah. But they seem to have forgotten about race, the racism. Yeah. Yeah. So I just... And then I had... Pro- an, it's not just African-Americans. We yeah. also saying it was someone of Asian descent. And I had a problem because you you did mention they're, they're pulling your heartstrings there. Yes. They can't have kids. It's awful. Yes. Because those two are going to be just fucking badass parents. I mean, just ask Tony Stark. Because they basically raised him. Yes, they did. And, and they're um, still raising him. Yeah. And so my problem with that is kind of what they did with Natasha in Age of Ultron is that you can't have babies so you broken. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that as a trope. I don't like... I get that... It, I get where they were going where they had to have something... Um, that he doesn't tell her immediately, which he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because the doctor tells But there's Jarvis really no that, nowhere else for them to go at that point. I thought it was going to be paralyzed. I did too. I, I thought was like, she was going to be paralyzed. I was like, ooh, it hit the spine or something. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't like that. But then again, there's only so but many. But if that were to happen, Jarvis would be staying home with her 24-7. Exactly. So I guess we couldn't have gone that far. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say, like, I respect Jarvis's idea that he's going to tell her instead of letting the doctor do it but he doesn't do it immediately okay see that's a point that we disagree on yes because you think him waiting was okay yeah kind i see both sides but for me i I, well i think maybe it's a matter of person if it were if it were me laying in that bed yeah i would want to know now yeah so i can go ahead and deal with everything as opposed to having this literal gut punch yeah of being shot and in the yeah. hospital and trying to recover from that and then later down the road get another gut shot Be like by the way you're infertile so i personally i think i would rather have known all at once but i didn't want her to get depressed while she's supposed to be healing that was my concern. Yeah, I can see that too. But then she's just going to get depressed and then get angry because nobody told her. Yeah, yeah. So I can see both sides. Yeah, like it's a shitty situation. It's a very basically that's what yeah. it is. So anyway, 
And so this is when Jarvis goes back into Anna's room and um, she's like, what were you talking to the doctor about? And he was like, she knows. all your prescriptions, it's a bunch of them, but we're going to get you home and it's going to be awesome because you're beautiful and fine. And uh, yeah, she, she immediately knows. knows. She knows. She's always known when he's lied to her. She is. She's like fucking psychic. I love Anna so much. And I just, I just wanted to hug her so much in this episode. I know. Um, so this is when we go to Peggy and Sousa and they call... <laughs> They call Sam Berlian, and um, so he's created... No, 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 no. That would be Aloysius Herbert, Herbert Samberly. A.K.A. he wants to be Mr. Rose. Let's face it. That's true. Um, and so basically, he's made fake uranium I rods. I want to be Mr. Rose. Uh, everybody does. That's true. she's fabulous. That's true. And so um, he's painted them with a certain um, substance to make them show up on a Geiger counter as the correct frequency or whatever. Okay, I... I don't care about that part. Okay. Um, but Samberly, yeah, he's really pushing it in this scene. The whole oh well, I'm glad you're using my first name. What's my you middle name? You don't know one? my middle name. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he's seriously pushing it, and it is kind of cute, but I don't understand how it plays into the story. The only thing I can figure is he's supposed to be a Howard proxy. Yeah. But it falls flat. Yeah. Because Dominic Cooper had we've seen him in one episode. This entire season, and I'm hoping yeah. we're going to see him. He, I, I did see him in the previews. Okay, so we're yeah. going to see him in the in the finale. But this whole time, but he's our super smart science dude. Yeah, I guess he's supposed to be our Howard proxy, but and it he's really falls as shit. Very flat. So Samberly, I don't really like Samberly's character. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Bleh. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like um, Rose knows that he likes her, and she would have totally gone out with him if he wasn't a douche nozzle. Well, and it's not like she hasn't known him. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because Susan's like, could you be any pricklier, basically? He's uh, Rick with a silent P. There you go. He used to work with one of those. (laughs) And so, um, (laughs) I think that's our second dick joke. Yeah, I think so. Damn, we're falling short. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Wait, no, now that's three. Oh, yay. Oh, we're catching up. And we're already having one, so God knows there's probably going to be more. <laughs> and so um, this is when Peggy asks uh, Sam Riley to get Wilkes's containment unit into the back of the truck. Well, she asks if he can do it, and he says, what is it? He says, um, I'm hurt that you would even ask that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, bitch, I don't know what you can do. Like, I can't just assume you're Howard level. And see, now that's just rude. Yeah. To assume. Yeah. And so uh, Jarvis shows up, and... Um, He's there to get um, to get a blanket for Anna, and Peggy tells him what's going on, and she's like, um, "Go, go see to Anna," and he's like, "I want to know what you're gonna do," and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go get Wilkes, and we're gonna trade with Whitney, and it's gonna be fine." And um, so this is when uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm coming with you," and because I have to give and Whitney- Peggy's like, "Oh, no, you're not." He, he's like, "I have to pay Whitney back for shooting Anna," and she's like, "Yeah, no, you're not." And so they're arguing, and this is when Howard's telex goes off. Who the fuck has those, man? Howard Stark. And so this is when, um, it's basically design specs, because Samberly reads it. It's not a code. It's plans for how to build a machine. And so Samberly looks at it, and it's some kind of cannon that, hire, that fires a gamma blast. Which right away I was like, gamma bad. Gamma bad. Gamma smash. But this... Oh, my first thought was wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start with that. Okay. My first thought was wrong because my first thought was, oh, this is going to lead into the Steve super serum. 
No, it's not. It did not. I was like, oh, but wait, he's already explained. That already happened. All right. Um, so then I thought Bruce Banner. Yeah, exactly. Gamma Man. And so basically it um, he thinks that the, the cannon blast can eliminate zero matter. And maybe kill Whitney. Because she's maybe. kind of an evil science bitch. Okay, so... Yes, she is. Um, so my problem with this... Um, because apparently that's why I watch shows is to find all the problems. Right, right. Uh, Jarvis... You do it out of love. I, I do. It's, it's, it's hate watching. Um... Please don't choke. Uh, I understand that Jarvis is wanting revenge. Totally. But did he not just promise his wife that he would protect her? And so now he's going to run off with Peggy again? Yeah. Immediately after just promising Anna. There's not a lot of logic in what Jarvis Oh, that was the third thing he promised was to protect her. Yes, to protect her. It was the dog, the cardigan... And to protect her. Yep. I just answered my own question. I'll let you know when that happens. Yay. Okay. Yay. Mm. Um, and so this is when uh, Samberly is like, I can totally build this. I don't know how long it's going to take. And I don't. Totally. Uh, so, and Peggy's like, well, then get to it, bitch. And so Jarvis is like, <laughs> she totally said that. And uh, Jarvis is it. like, well, you need a driver then, don't you? <sighs> I'm like, you notice he's all clean shaven again mm-hmm. at this point? Because he looked rough when he was. He did. James Darcy does rough. It was really nice. Well. It was nice. It was, nice. It was good stuff. stuff. He looked better rough than uh, Sousa did. Sousa looked Sousa a hot look, mess. Sousa looked like somebody walked into the room, screwed up his hair, and then walked and right back out. drew circles under his yeah, eyes. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what that was. That was awful. Yeah. And so um, this is when the guys leave. They're about to leave, and Thompson is waiting for them in like the kitchen sitting How area or something. How the fuck did he get past the Jarvis alarm? He should not have gotten past it, but no. Thompson's such a dick. And he's like, oh, Larry, Curly, and I oh, I want to talk to Mo. I can't even count that as a dick joke. No. He's just... Uh, he yeah. just... It's a fact. He's an asshole. Okay. And so... um. This is when he talks to Peggy and he shows her the file and she's like, I don't fucking have time for you, basically. It's from June 1944. He's like, it details what you did in June 1944. And she was like, um, I was in the war. Back the fuck off. So it does confirm it is on Peggy. Peggy, not Michael. As in Margaret M. Yes. Carter. Right. Not Michael. Um, so. Yeah. And so um, she's... <sighs> He basically is like, okay, well, I've got this file on you, and so you're going to come back to New York with me okay, and play so, nice. Okay, so if she's got something on him, mm-hmm. let, let's logic this. <laughs> I mean, um, so she's got something on him, mm-hmm. and now he's got something on her. Doesn't that, like, balance the scales? So why would she suddenly do what he says if the scales are balanced? Because Thompson's dumb. Okay. And, and, he's, so, and he's dead I love us. it when he's like, yeah, so uh, I know what, what happened to you in June of 1944. She was like, I was in the war. Can we move on? Like, like there's no, like, there's no, like, <gasps> moment. She, yeah, she's no, no care. Because she's like, um, you do know that that report is bullshit. Because she has yet to, to plow her field of fucks. She has, it's barren. It's completely And it barren. has remained barren for and two it, seasons. And it has, and I love that. And she won't even seed it. Yeah. And so she's like, um, the report's crap. Moving on, I've got shit to do. And this is when Thompson leaves. bitches get shit done. That's true. That's true. Okay, moving on. Amy and uh, Tina taught me that. That's true. So um, this is when we go see Whitney, and she uh, is talking to Manfredi, and uh, she's got this scarf on. Can can we just 
take a moment to appreciate how hilarious Manfredi's name is. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Manfredi. Yeah. I was like, seriously? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Um, who, can I just say he's not the worst guy in the show? No, he's not. I said that last week. He's one of the better ones, really. He really is, because at this point, she's trying to hide the giant crack in her face. Because if he was running Gotham, mm -hmm. that would be a totally different city. Oh, it'd be great. Speaking of. I mean, it'd be totally corrupt, but it'd be great. Listen to our Gotham podcast. Yeah. Moving on. We have lots of thoughts on things. Um, and so she's trying to hide her, the giant crack in her face. And um, he's like, oh, you're, you're more beautiful than the day I met you. And she's like, haha, that's bullshit. And he's like, no, really. That mark means you're powerful and Which, that's beautiful. He's coming from a great place with that. That's... I know, I kind of like him. I was like, oh, Like he's a caricature of a mobster and he's kind of horrible. But I also kind of really like him. But he's very romantic. And he likes his Nana. And that goes a long way with me. Family, man. Family. That's true. And um, so he takes her he takes her scarf off and he's like, you should never have to hide this, which I think is a great message. Aww, and he no. Uh, yes. And he starts kissing no, her. But this but is yes. when this is when the guys pull up in their truck and um, they bring uh, they bring Wilkes out and Jarvis backs the truck up. And um, so Peggy and Seuss are in the back of the truck, along with the containment unit for Wilkes. And uh, Wilkes is like, Peggy, don't do it. And she's like, shut up, honey. The grown-ups are talking. And um, Whitney wants to see the uranium rods. And this is when um, they have the um, the Geiger counter. And it it reads like it's legit. And Whitney's like, all right, let's go. And um, they hand Wilkes over. But as they're leaving, um, she's like, by the way, in less than a minute, you'll, uh, you'll have to lock yourself up again because you'll need zero matter to make yourself whole again. Smooches. And this is when one of Manfredi's goons drops the case and the rods spill out. And Whitney's like, oh, my God, they're fake. How did she know they were fake just by them spilling out? I don't know. Maybe because they didn't Okay, die. if any, like, science-y type people are listening. Because this whole, like. Please explain that to this me. This whole radiation okay. thing is, like, completely okay, wait, freaking wait, 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 me wait. out. I've, I've got something for you on that. Okay. I looked up uranium for you. Okay, because I've been freaking out about radiation I, for, like, four episodes now. I did some science-y research on uranium. Thank you. Just for you. Thank you. And what I found on Wikipedia. Yay. Pages and is garbage. <laughs> anyway, like, so I, I, I got down to effects and precautions. Okay. And it says, and I quote, radiological effects are generally local because alpha radiation, the primary form of decay, has a very short range and will not penetrate skin. Mm. Okay. So um, it is a toxic metal. So if you were to say, you know, like breathe in the dust okay. of it, the uranium in and of itself, because they use uh, uranium to uh, line uh, to for radioactive material. Oh, okay. That's it's from what I was from that. what I read. But yeah, um, I mean, it, functioning of the kidney, brain, liver, heart, and other systems can be affected by uranium exposure. Um, because besides being weakly radioactive, uranium is a toxic metal. Right. But it will not penetrate just skin. That's what I'm re that's what I understood. Okay. It's very sciencey and I didn't understand it all and I could be completely wrong. So I can calm my shit down basically? A little bit. Okay. Okay. Because I've um, been worried, okay. man. 
Um, like everybody's been around these rods for like three episodes. So here's, uh, it says, while the CDC has published one study that no human cancer has been seen as a result of exposure to natural or depleted uranium, exposure to uranium and its decay products, especially radon, are widely known in significant health okay. threats. So uranium in and of itself. Isn't that bad? Apparently, it's not that bad. I mean, like, don't so, lick it or anything, but... Yeah, don't, like... But, like, um, people in uranium mines who would have inhaled yeah. uranium, um, that is a problem. And there's a whole other... That's a whole other... Thing. Uh, argument. Um, and actually, in, like, the 90s, I think, uh, a bunch of people got a huge settlement. Probably. Whatever. Um, but <clears throat> you kind of glossed over my favorite part of this scene. What was your favorite part of the scene? You're such a staunch defender of the sisterhood. I can tell by the way you shot an innocent, unarmed woman. Yeah. Three snaps and a twist. Like, you ain't a real feminist, bitch. She's like, you know, well, she's, uh, Whitney says, you know, us two women we, women, we shouldn't be on opposite sides. And she's like, yeah, you're such a staunch. And I quoted it because I needed That's to know. The a shade that staunch that, defender. The shade that Peggy is able to throw is a beautiful thing. And it is wide. Yes. Yes. As it is dark. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's your uranium. So I, this is when um they're able to they sorry. they realize they're fakes and Jarvis tries to peel away at God, it felt like it was forever. Um it felt like <laughs> the slowest chase ever and um this is when the the mob guys start firing on them and so they they're gonna follow them in their own car um and in the back of the truck uh wilkes gets into his containment unit and peggy's like hey we've got this cool gamma gun that's totally not gonna turn anybody into a hulk and um (laughs) (laughs) the scientist is like this is super dangerous and he's like you have to destroy those rods because that's the way whitney's gonna get more zero matter and that's like fucking dangerous and um sis is like yeah the rods are safe uh at, rods you know. huh. <laughs> huh dick joke number four <laughs> <laughs> and, um peggy's like um these guys are closing in on us and so this is when wilkes leaves but they're getting they're doing it really slowly and everybody's yes. confused and everybody's like why aren't they overtaking us and so this is when Wilkes leaves his containment unit and he gets Seuss's gun and he holds a gun on Peggers and he wants the rods. And yeah, she's he like, wants the rod. She's like, you'll have to fucking kill me. That's number five. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'll, I really will shoot you. And she's like, fucking do it. Basically. Suck. Man up. Let's go. And uh, this is when he asks Susa. Because Seuss is like, but Peggy's pretty. And um, <laughs> he's like, where are they? And uh, Seussa tells him that they're at the wall safe in the SSR. And so um, Wilkes does his little ghosty ghost. Because apparently he can control it now. Because he was holding the gun okay. and then a second later he ghosts. This is the point in the episode when we actually started uh, texting uh, the confusion gifs. Yes. Back and forth like, to each other. what the fuck is happening? What's going on? Yeah. And so apparently um, Peggy has Jarvis pull over and they watch Wilkes get into the mobster's car that was following them because he is working with them. And mm. da, 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 and I, I'm I not don't, happy. Yeah, because we, I guess we never actually, um, okay, so the betrayal is supposed to be a aha moment. Okay, yeah. fine. Try dramatic. But I, I didn't feel it. Yeah. It didn't feel. I was like, eh. 
I was like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. And I was, it was too confusing. Yeah. There was a lot going on in this episode. So much confused. So weird. It was like double cross, triple cross, quadruple cross. Yeah. All the crosses. Hexagon cross. I, yeah. That's just weird. Whatever. Um, and so we go to Thompson and he meets with Vernon Masters and he's like, look at what I got on Peggy. And he's like, I'm kind of worried that this is too good to be true. And Vernon's like, I don't care. It's a file. It's okay. great. This is where I was my my hope for the the uh, Thompson Redemption arc was going to start. Yeah, I was yeah. really really hoping this was it because I've been holding out. You, you know, have. in my heart of hearts, I've been holding out for the Thompson Redemption. Arc. I mean, he's still an asshole, but at least he's a good asshole. And this was where my I was like, oh, here it is, here it is. Yeah. And so this is when um. The somebody comes in and there's like there's an urgent call from a woman and Vernon's like, I don't talk to ladies. And he's like, oh, but she knows your access code. And he's like, fine. And uh, he wants Thompson to step out of the room. And Thompson get does out. Not like that. And this is when Thompson goes and he because and, and I did call it like seconds before he did it. He listens in on the other line. Yes, he does. And it's Whitney. And um, she's like, the uranium rods are at the SSR. Go get them for me. And my hope's rising a little bit higher. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay. So this is when uh, Vernon goes to the um, to the wall safe, and Thompson's there. He's like, what you doing? <laughs> and Vernon's like, um, I really kind of underestimated you. I didn't expect you to, like, you know, be involved in stuff, because I kind of thought you were a Because I didn't see you pick up the phone extension while I was in the other office. Even though Clearly I have a window. view of yeah. you. Wow, English yeah. words. And so um, Tom's is like, you need to stop. And he has a gun. And so we're like, all right, I'm listening. All right. And so we go back to Peggy and um, her and Susa come go into the lab and they find Thompson by his little lonesome. And uh, what? He What's happening? He doesn't know why he's there. And this is when Susa finds the memory wipe device from a couple episodes ago. And he's been zappied. And, um, which I'm actually kind of okay with. Yeah, I was, I was like, cause well, Thompson, but my only problem was, I don't know how Vernon masters knew what the device did and that it was there. So, but whatever, uh, whatever, whatever. And so Sousa, um, is like, well, the rods are gone. And, um, <laughs> because Thompson is rodless. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. <laughs> and so Thompson's like, I was on the phone. And so they walk him back. The into confusion the, is really kind of cool. It was. They walk him back in the bullpen to try to kind of like jog his memory. And um, Thompson has made a note on a notepad, which is kind of cool. And so inconvenient and convenient because it's map coordinates. And they decide that they that's where they can find Whitney. And they just just it is because it was so. Yeah. And so um, Thompson goes and gets his shotgun and Susan and Peggy. I, th- I think he got the shotgun so he could do the shotgun wedding between Peggy and Susa and just get that shit over with. Yeah, be like, listen, guys, I'm tired of this. <laughs> the tension is so just, just please get married me. and just be done with it. Sorry. Um, and y'all can have sex later. That's how it works in the 40s anyway. And so um, <laughs> they're like, maybe you should stay here, Chief Thompson. And I will say, He's Peggy. Like, he says, nay, nay. Peggy, for all her knowing that it's bullshit, she continually calls Thompson chief. And I think, it's, I think it's purely to stroke his ego because mm. she doesn't do it with Sousa. 
No, she doesn't. Um, and I think it's purely like she calls Sousa Daniel, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Cool. And um, but it's purely like she she does continually call him Chief Thompson, and I think it's to be like, look, I'm on your side. See, I'm respecting your authority. Well, she's been Although playing your that. Authority's mostly bullshit. Well, she's been playing that game since she joined the SOE. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, this is when uh, Thompson's like. Y'all don't trust me. And they're like, no, duh. <laughs> no kidding. And he's like, listen, I'm I'm with you guys. I could be with Vernon right now, but I'm not. And so I'm with you guys. But mostly just because Vernon wiped your memory. And so he made your choice for you. But whatever. Um, and so Peggy's like, all right, come on. And um, Sousa tells Peggy that, you know, he's like, just a reminder that your new boyfriend is a hostel now. And we might have to take him out. And she's like, no. He's under the influence of zero matter. He's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so um, Peggy's like, um, you know, you're you let your personal feelings get in the way because you let you told Wilkes where the rod, where the uranium rods were. Yep. And he's like, what would you have done? Would you have just let him shoot me? And she's like. <laughs> but isn't that the whole point Peggy's trying to make? Is that, yeah, if the situation you can't were just, reversed, yeah. greater, she would have gone for the greater good. Okay, but Thompson stole the scene. I'm sorry <laughs> he, he did. did. Because for the record, he'd have let him take them both out. Yeah. Just, dun, dun, dun. just so you know. So what we get from this, the takeaway from this scene, in my opinion, okay, is that um, Peggy says to Thompson... You're try- you were trying to use redacted files to frame me. Mm-hmm. That tells me the f- it was forged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely think it was forged. Because the way she looked at him when he was like, June 1944, she's like, and? I was in the war. Because Moving she, on. she doesn't have the handy-dandy little see-through redactor. Exactly. Permanent ink marker. Yeah. I gotta get She's like, one. bitch, I, I was one. getting shit done. Yeah, she was. I was beating the shit out of Hydra with Steve and Bucky. <laughs> so y'all just back the fuck off. Yeah, she was. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, dreamy. <sighs> so um, so th- <laughs> this is when um, Samberly comes in. And they're at the they're at the front of the office with the the talent agency, and he talks to Rose, and he's like, "Yeah, this is." Does totally- he talk to her or at her? He talks at her. Okay. He's like, "This is totally gonna work," um, but the mission's gonna be dangerous, and he's totally angling for some Rose action. And part of me is like, "You can do way better, baby." And so this is when Jarvis comes in, and he wants to talk to Rose. I love that because he's like, "I wanted uh, a." private conversation or something yeah. and of course they all immediately assume that he wants to talk to Samberly and she's like uh no me her and Rose's immediately shakes her head to like get, get the fuck out. out and so he wants uh Rose to look after Anna while he's gone mm. and um he's got like her her uh blanket and he's got all the stuff her recipes and, recipes and, and also another thing of papers that we find out later is something gut-wrenching and um Rose is like well how long are you gonna be gone and Jarvis he just he won't well talk it about was it. well it's He's handing her the things. It's when he hands her the last item that she looks at it and then looks up at him and she realizes what's happening here. And part of She me, does the one thing that everybody's wanted to do. Hmm. She hugs Jarvis. She hugs him. And I was so glad that she hugs him. But part of me was like, okay, well, he thinks he's going to die. And then part of me was like, what if he just thinks he's going to go to prison? Because he knows mm. what he wants to do. 
Um, but then she she does promise that she's going to keep Anna safe. And um, this is when Peggy and Thompson and Sousa come through the uh, the front of the office. And so they drive off to the desert and certain doom. <laughs> because this Doctor is, Doom? You know, it, oh, wait. No, sorry. Wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. Um, and so confused. we can't we can't refer to them in the MCU. They're not owned by. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. We'll Fantastic have to, we'll have to bleep exist. that out. Yeah. Bleep. Okay. And so. Um, wait, we're not getting paid for this. Fuck yeah, Fantastic Four. And so uh, Thompson's like, um, yeah, you know, Whitney has has like a 90-minute lead on us. And uh, Peggy notices. And damn 90 minutes. Yeah. And Peggy's like, um, Jarvis. She notices that he's not great, but he's like, I'm fine. Which, whenever anybody's like, I'm fine, they, they're not. Never. They're not. That's yeah. just, because you know what has taught me that. You, you know what fine stands for. What? Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Oh, there you go. What, there you go. Were you not around in the nineties? I was. Oh, was that an eighties thing? That w- that might have been an eighties. I 80s think that might have been an eighties thing. I was I was but a wee babe <sighs> in the eighties. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Yeah, that sounds eighties ish. Yeah, that is eighties. Okay. So, um, so I'm we dating to- myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to Whitney, and- which I'd like to point out. I'm a damn fine date. Thank you. That's right. All right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna toast that. All yeah, right. We clean glasses. Cool. Um. So we go to Whitney, and she's gonna set the bomb off, which totally great idea to set up on a Drop off the an bomb Anna bomb. On me, baby. <laughs> Speaking of the '80s, <laughs> you didn't know you were gonna get entertained like this, did you, people? <laughs> um. And so this is when uh, she's got Wilkes in the car with her, and she's like, "The rift is gonna open because she's fully confident that they're gonna recreate the zero matter." In the first place. Okay, can I just say that she is rightfully confident, though? Yeah, because science. Because science. And yeah. bitches get shit done, and she is both. That's right. So doubly. That's right. Just and saying. even though she's evil. But it's okay. It's okay. Evil people can be right, too. And so she's like, this is when we'll both get the zero matter when it when it comes out of the crack. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. All right. Um, and Wilkes is like, um, I'm pretty sure that like that my, sh- my situation is pretty shitty now. And um, Whitney's like, nope, we know it's going to work because the head voices say it is. That you always trust the head voices. So now I'm like, are they talking to Doctor Strange or something? <laughs> that would be cool. Like, I don't know what's because going on. Because Zero Matter is... Is Doctor Strangey, yeah. So I don't know. Which I think they've close to finishing principal filming on Doctor Strange. <gasps> so excited. Um, and so this is when she's like, she orders uh, Vernon to boom the bomb. <laughs> And we have an atom bomb explosion, and I'm concerned about that because, yeah. Okay, yeah, that bothers me. Okay, so when we see the original film, and I think you pointed this out, yep. we see the original film, and there's this, <laughs> everything gets all sucked in, Trucks, just like all that, kind of stuff. Yes. Okay, so this goes off, and there's the zero matter bubble thing, balloon, hickey rift thing, sphere, ball, globe. I, I just globe. Ooh, good one. Um, but nothing gets, we don't really see anything get sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Until Wilkes. And well, even but, then, but, but, it's not but, like. But, but, you know, no, no, no trucks, no cameras, because that camera nothing. totally should have gone. I know. Nothing. Yeah. Da fuck. Basically, yes. Okay. And Peggy and Jarvis see the, uh, the boom from afar and they're like, oh shit. And this is when, uh, Whitney and Wilkes go up to the rift and I'm, Assuming that, you know, there's no atom, there's no atom bomb radiation or anything that's going to kill them anyway. It's not zero matter. Freedom. 
Because freedom. Because freedom. And um, so Wilkes, this is the part where we know Wilkes does hear the voice. We don't know if he's been bullshitting her up until then. I kind of got the idea, but I don't now at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe. Whatever. And so he, um, he gets kind of like jesus It was kind of like arms out in the air, <laughs> kind of like Easter Ascension Jesus'd. kind of thing. Okay. And he gets sucked into the into the rift, and Whitney's super pissed. She's so not happy. She's very upset. And so this is when um, Samberly is getting the gamma cannon set up, and he's like, um, I have no idea if this is going to work, because this is Howard's idea and all this other stuff. And so um, Jarvis asks about Whitney, and Peggy's like, we don't have time to worry about her. We have to close this rift. This rift is dangerous. And Rifts are bad. And so okay. it turns out that... <laughs> okay. Okay. And so uh, Samberly says that he's like, I only had time to manufacture one battery charge. BT dubs. Dude. So make it count. And so Jarvis gets in the car and he is going to drive after Whitney, which is not a good idea because radiation and everything else. And um, so there she's going to, you know, Whitney's, Whitney's just all up at the... At the uh, the rift being all upset. Mm. She's really not happy. And um, this is when. Uh, you think there was a hole. Yeah. In her heart. or something. Oh. There was a joke there and I failed. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is when uh, Thompson and Sousa both tell Samberly to do what, do what the hell Peggy says. Because that's really. Well, they say it like in unison or something. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Because was it Dum Dum Dugan? Yeah. So what would what would Cap say if I told him that I let Peggy? He Cap would, say, would say, "Do what Peggy, do what Peggy says. says," and he's right. And honestly, this whole series could be, you know, avoided by doing what Peggy just says. do what Peggy says. Um, and so this is when Peggy tries to call Jarvis on the radio, and he wants none of it, and he keeps driving, and he turns the radio <sighs> off because he's going to be. He made me angry. He's going to be anti-Jarvis. And so this is when um. <sighs> Thompson and Sousa work together to aim the cannon because they have like artillery experience or some shit. And um, Sousa turns the cannon on, which I thought was kind of cool because he does it with his um, with his crutch. And the um, the beam hits the rift dead on. So their aim was talk about aim, man. And the rift goes away. Poof. And this is when Whitney sees Wilkes lying on the ground and he does not look good. At all. Well, his skin is his crawling. His all like... Literally. Crawly. Creepy crawly. And I was like... Ugh. Yeah. Do that again. Ugh. Oh, okay. Yes, just like that. Just like that. Okay. And so, um, this is when we go to the hospital and Anna wakes up <gasps> and she wants her Jarvis. <clears throat> Mr. Jarvis. And Rose is like, I'm here. I have apple tort. And Rose is just amazing. I fucking love she Rose. She is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and glitter. She is. And I love her so much. And she's like, um, I'm just here to watch you and make sure you're okay while Jarvis is away. You and know Anna knows. Oh, she knows. Because Anna's not dumb. And this is when she's like, I heard you like to play hangman. And we're going we're gonna to play hangman. And... um. Anna sees the reflection of what's in the case and that it's a last will and testament. And that's what mm. he gave. That's what Jarvis gave Rose. And I'm like, mm. and so um, this is when Jarvis shows up and I did not expect this. I thought there would be some kind of something. I thought somebody would stop him. He just gets a gun and he shoots Whitney like three times. What the 
Fuck. I thought somebody would stop him. I honestly no, did. He got his chance. And he... He did the deed. Yeah. I was I was really surprised. And so this is I when, didn't think he had it in him. I didn't think he did either. And this is when Peggy comes over and she's like... There's a joke there. I just can't find it. <laughs> and Wilkes is still alive, it turns out. But eh, Whitney's still alive, too. Everybody's still alive except Thomas because he's dead to me. Yeah. Um, and so this is when uh, Jarvis is like... Uh, he sees that her wound is closing with like zero matters like healing her or some shit Uh-oh. and Peggy's like just fucking run <laughs> just go and this is when Manfredi shows up with his guys and they have them at gunpoint and Whitney's awake and she wants to um she tells him to wait because she needs Peggy to control Wilkes because she knows that that's how she gets Wilkes to do what she wants even though he's already betrayed her yeah yeah i mean what's happening i have no idea and this is when peggy and jarvis are knocked out unconscious dun, dun, dun. and we have the end of our first episode of the night so before we get into the next episode i know we wanted to talk about our sponsor <gasps> our sponsor who's that unofficial natural phantom fragrances Ooh. i know right <laughs> You're mostly just impressed that I could say it after I like am, some wine. I, I am so. very, very impressed. Um, and there it goes. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, yeah. Good stuff. They have their new Marvel line. I'm really excited about that and I want to smell them. <clears throat> because if you have not yet listened to our Deadpool podcast. Because that is the thing that happened. Then you really should. You should. Um, you should see the movie first. Um <laughs> Because spoilers. So, um, yeah, because they have a Deadpool scent. And along with uh, Cap and Iron Iron Man. Man, So you can declare your Civil War allegiance. You can pick your side. Yep. Um, But they also have Storm Mm -hmm. as part of the Mm -hmm. Marvel line. So, yay. So excited. And so many others. I gotta get many. They have so many fandoms that they're represented. They do. I mean, they they do have DC. Yep. With with her Harley and the Joker yep. and Wonder Woman and Harley smells really great. Um, she's for insomnia. I need me some. Yeah, she's good stuff. Well, I use uh, Moriarty for anxiety. For anxiety, which those two things can kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But that's from the Sherlock line. It is. So they they just have a butt ton of. Sex. I have a butt ton. I do too. I have a lot. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Uh, they're great guys. They are essential oils, uh, fragrances. They're not perfumed. No. So, so don't, don't think of them that way. Um, it's, it's aromatherapy. It's wonderful. We love it. Um, check them out. There is a 10% off, uh, code. Another of $5 or more. Yeah. 10, 10% off $5 or more. There's a random tea podcast. No S. There's a link in our show notes. There's a link on our main page of our website, which is where? Uh, randomteapodcast.com dun 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 <laughs> and where else can they find us oh so many places so many uh, they can find us on the twitter at uh, randomteacasts they can find us on tumblr at randomteapodcast.tumblr.com and now they can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash randomteapodcasts dun 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 yeah yeah and, and talk to us there yeah cause we're, you know it yeah. was requested we set it up it's We're a thing there. that happened. And, you know, you can also friend me on you Facebook. Can, if you can, Johnny really... Novak. <laughs> There's, it's out there. Because Facebook is weird. Facebook is weird. I don't weird. like it. 
<laughs> it's weird. So yeah, check us out. And uh, while you're there, check out our other podcasts. Because we also cast for Sleepy Hollow. Yes, we do. And while we only have one episode of Agent Carter left to go, mm-hmm. we will be immediately picking back up on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So yes. we, we, we fully expect all of our Agent Carter listeners to come on over. To come on over and pick up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we have other stuff, too. We have Gotham. <gasps> I know. Wow. We have which starts the 29th. It does. It does. We have um, random movies. Yes, which we do. Deadpool is in the random movie Strangely, feed. Strangely, that's where it belongs. Um, and then we have an MCU movie feed. Yes, we do. Which is great. I love the MCU movies. So uh, I am so excited for Civil War. I am ready to shit my pants. Yeah, and you probably will do that. In I the will. I need to take brown pants with me. Just you saying. Do. Um, <laughs> and then there's Sleepy Hollow. Yes. So there's all of our podcasts. Check them out. You can send us feedback at randomtpodcast. Uh, at Randomtpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> um, or the Twitter, because we'll take that too. Or yeah. the Tumblr. We're fine yeah. with that. Whatever. Although Tumblr tends to eat messages. So it do does. it at your own risk. That's true. Uh, so check it out. Tell us what you think. We love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, and you can find us on, um, away from the website, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Pocket Casts. And we ask that if you do like what you're hearing, to leave us a review or a rating on whatever site you found us on. That would be great. Absolutely. Um, and we will squee. We will. A lot. We have, we have new listeners on other podcasts on um, Stitcher, I found out this morning. Yeah, that's really cool. Because it's been mainly Agent Carter and Sleepy Hollow, but... We got people listening on other podcasts now, so I'm excited. It's great. Word's getting out. Um, Share the love. Um, The thing is, also, if you follow us on Twitter or Tumblr, you will know exactly when every single one of our podcasts drop, and you can listen to us immediately. Exactly, which is really what's important in life. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? It is. Okay. So, uh, you ready to move on to a little song and dance? Theoretically. (laughs) I did the motion and everything. You did. You did. There was a little little motion and everything. Um, This one was directed by Jennifer uh, Getzinger. So we got a lady director, which is pretty cool. Um, She also directs the the finale, episode 10. So they did like two, two, and two. Mm -hmm. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, She also directed 10 episodes of Mad Men, which I thought was pretty impressive because Mad Men's like critically acclaimed and, you know, they don't have slouchy directors watched mad man it's on my list well okay. It is, okay it's not on my list what i but thought I'm about, about mad men because i watched the first like two or three seasons it beautiful show beautifully written beautifully directed the people are all horrible horrible human beings and i just Ooh, i was yes. just like i don't really care about you people anymore but anyway yeah. um so she's got lots of tv to her credit but the mad men really stuck out for me cool cool um because they don't employ and now you said that's Director. Director. Okay. Okay. Um, the teleplay was by Chris uh, Dinge, Dinge, <laughs> I don't know. Sounds he like a disease. Also wrote on Snafu and the Bless tenth you. episode. Okay. Um, oh, Snafu as in the episode. Snafu. Yes. The al- okay. Episode Snafu. Um, and so also, oh, no. uh, and I did want to make a correction because I think I only mentioned that Michelle Fazakis was the showrunner tara butters is also credited as the showrunner so these two ladies run this show and i think that's awesome um and they both all about the ladies yeah they're both credited um as the uh for the story credit and um they both pretty much have the same resume um they wrote on valediction um they wrote on um 
the next episode, which is episode 10, they both worked on Dollhouse. They both worked on Ed. Dollhouse? Mm-hmm. I liked Dollhouse. Yeah. I was very sad that it ended, but at least it got an at ending. At least Fox let him end it. Yeah. Firefly. Um, and Forever. so so these, I, I was really happy because these, these ladies are great. Sorry. Okay. I'm just really happy that Serenity they're running was the a show. Dream. Yeah, Serenity was a dream, just okay. in case you didn't. You never yeah. watched Dollhouse, did you? I didn't. Okay. You'll probably have to get me watching it at some point. Alan Tudyk's in it. I know. I know, and I love him. Which reminds me, we need to watch Con Man. Anyway, moving on. So, we start off, and uh, Peggy wakes up, and she's in the SSR office, and it's black and white. And my first... What did I text you? I don't remember. I can The look. Wizard of Oz. Oh, it was The Wizard of Oz, it was wasn't Wizard it? Wizard of Oz. We're not in Kansas. And so she finds her brother, Michael, in um, in the chief's office. and Because I wasn't really clear whether this was New York SSR or LA SSR, but whatever. I don't think chief's it mattered. Office. And... Um, He's like, uh, he's like, well, you're in, you're in kind of a fix. No, she actually notices the lack of color. Yes. She sees it. So. And he points it out too. He's like, God, Peg, you couldn't give me color. <laughs> and um, she's like, she reminds him that he's the one that recruited her and then he got up and killed and she had to pick his flag up. And um, so it was all his fault. And he's like, bitch, you're doing what you want to do. Which is true. Cause this is totally Peggy. That's true. Totally. And um, he's like, I'd be there with you if I could. And then the lights go out and we see Aww. the neon green of the automat sign. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And I was like, I was like, Angie, Angie. Because we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. And I didn't think the dream sequence would be quite like this. But whatever. This is not what I expect. I don't this know what I, what I expected. This was not it. So she's, she, she goes up to the counter at the automat. And it's it does look like a stage set. Very, like literally like Broadway stage yes. set. Um, and so Angie's there and she, they kind of talk for a minute and she asks her what she wants. And Peggy's like, I don't really know. And then this is when Wilkes comes out from behind a newspaper. Oh, and he's like, God, what about me? And this is when I realized yeah. this was going to be awful. And they, they, they dance. And even then I was like, okay. You have to admit their dancing was really smooth. It was, it was fine dancing. And this is when Sousa comes out and um, she's he, like, he, he he throws his cane away and he does this dancing and then he starts fucking singing. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is awful. I lost all of my ability to can. Yes. In this moment. And, and so it they, was the they, gay sailors is what really sealed. The it gay me. sailors. No, wait. Great. When, when, OK, when they walk off, mm -hmm. one of the guys starts to put his arm around the other <gasps> sailor. And then kind of jerks it back and sticks his hand in his pocket. Gay sailors confirmed. Gay fucking sailors. That was great. I was not making it up. And so um, Peggy has a little dance number and it goes on for a long time. And uh, this is when um, like Angie takes her up on this stage thing and then they're dancing and then Dottie's there and she's like I'm always in your head Peg yeah she is and I'm like mm-hmm mm -hmm. okay so it is uh canon that uh Agent Carter is bisexual she totes is totally. I mean Steve is just saying Steve is totally mm. um so this is when we have and they she starts singing about like what she wants and that they're a nice distraction and da 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 and the whole thing is just basically who she gonna choose and Which, I kept going Angie the, I exactly because Angie yes. kept popping like, in. Angie, like, yeah. she, what was it? Uh, we we I came over here and we rewatched it because I insisted. Yes. So I wanted to show you something. 
and so we're watching the the whole stage set and you can see the uh, actress that's supposed to be Dottie. Uh, Dottie I'm not convinced it actually was Dottie but there was she was on stage but we saw Angie go on stage but we only saw one woman in uh, waitress uniform. the waitress uniform and then suddenly Angie just pops up and I'm like well hello all right <laughs> Dream and sequence. she's she's like all up in Peggy. That's exactly how it would work. Yeah. And then she's all up in Peggy's face yeah, asking she her who she's going to choose. And we're both like, Angie. Angie. Pick Angie. Right it's, there. It's the obvious choice, really. Yeah. And uh, this is when Jarvis kind of interrupts. And you, I did not notice until you pointed this, this out to me. This is why I wanted you to, re- to see Because you were like, pause it here. And Jarvis is flanked by feather-clad women. And those women are... Flamingos. You notice they yes. were flamingos. Flamingos. Just like Bernard, except prettier. Um, and basically, it's Anna and Whitney and Dottie. And yes, I did it totally is. not... I completely missed that. I saw it in the rewatch when... Um, you the, spotted Anna first. I spotted Anna. She, she's the one who does the splits down in front. Yep. Which is impressive in and of itself. So that was Anna. And when I made you rewatch it, you're the one who pointed out Whitney and mm-hmm. Dottie. Yep. Because we're like, oh, that's Anna. That's Whitney. Who's this other woman? It's got to be Dottie. Yep. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. And then Rose finally shows up, and thank God she puts an end to this, and she punches Peggy and I'm tells her sorry. to wake up. You're not what we're looking for. The so and so Bark talent, talent agency, agency. punch. Yes. I was like, thank God. There was just, only so much of that I could take. Well, and you know, we've seen on Twitter and whatnot where uh, Haley is always apologizing to the stunt people that <laughs> I'm sorry I hit you so hard, and yeah. And so we got Rose punching her. So that was kind of cool. Rose, I love Rose. Okay. Um, and so Which, is- okay, again, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Had we been able to wait a whole week to see this... I don't think it would have been as weird. It would have been easier to swallow. <laughs> swallow. <laughs> Dick joke, what, number seven? Uh, I think so. Okay. So, but to see it so immediately after the last episode and it just... Yeah. It, like, my stomach just crunched up and went, what? It just... Like I like it was too hard of a break. It was kind of cool to see Peggy's inner struggle, but we knew she was struggling between Susa and Wilkes. I don't even know that it was so much even the musical number as it was what it was about. Yeah, was that wasn't appropriate? All about man choosing. And why do you have to choose between the men? Why not just pick Angie? Yeah. And why do you even have to make a choice? Why is that a thing? Exactly. Um. So we go to Peggy, and she wakes up because she's. Tied up in the back of the truck with Because story. Because the story actually comes in here. Oh, okay. Um, and so this is when we go to Thompson and Sousa and Samberly. And they're on the ridge with the Gamma Cannon. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Samberly's like, they're coming back for us, right? Because they have our keys and our vehicle. and We're supposed to drink our pee or something? <laughs> Bless his heart. Samberly's a weird duck. And so <laughs> this is when they see a car coming toward him. And, um, the sad thing is, though, I am Samberly in the scene. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. And so, uh, Sousa immediately is like, oh, those are the two guys that beat me up. So, they're, they work for uh, Masters. And um, Thompson's like, do you trust me? And Sousa's like, no. no. And But apparently, he has a plan. Um, and so, Peggy's able to free herself in the truck. and Because um, Peggy. Yeah. And she unties Jarvis, and he wakes up. And um, he's like, oh... You know, he tries to, like, give her some bullshit about Whitney. And she's like, bah! I don't want to hear any of that shit. 
And um, Jarvis is like, nah, I, I acted right. Totally got this. Whit- Whitney deserved to die. And um, Peggy is like, anyway, finish untying your shit and I'm going to get us out of here. Yeah. Because, you know, bitches get shit done. Yeah, they do. And so this is when um, the SSR agents, uh, it's agents Vega and Blackwell. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? And this is when they see, uh, they pull up and Sousa has a gun on Thompson. And um, Sousa's like, uh, Thompson's under arrest, Chief Thompson. And the agents point their guns at Sousa and Samberly. And Samberly has a gun too. And I don't know why anybody thought that was a good idea. Okay, but I do need feel the need to point out that this was Thompson's plan, but he did allow Sousa to hold the gun on him first. He did. So there, he was trusting Sousa. Whether or not Sousa trusted Thompson, Thompson was trusting Sousa. Yes. Yes. Do with that what you will. Okay. And there it is. And so Thompson says that um, he's like, Durr, idiots. Uh, Vernon sent me out here to stop these guys, and I tried to stop them from uh, interfering. And Vega's like, I'm a douche. Vega's like, "Uh, I'm supposed to kill you too? And Thompson's like, uh, okay, no. Like, I followed. (laughs) He just noped it. He's like, I followed Peggy Carter out into the fucking desert. Like, no, you're not killing me. And Vega and, like, Blackwell kind of, like, look at each other, and then they, they do end up lowering their guns. And, um, they take Sousa and Samberly into custody. And Sousa bitches about it, and Thompson's like, ha, 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 and he punches him in the gut. Which, at this point, you pointed out to me that the whole reason for all of Thompson's angst is because he's in love with Sousa. This is true. And I don't know how I never saw it before. You're the one that pointed it out to me. I forget. I know. I ship things and move on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done with it. Yeah. Uh, It's a thing. Shiny. So, uh, (laughs) I know, right? So, um, yeah, this entire, and then him punching it is, I mean, it's the 40s. He's he's closeted. He's closeted. He's taking it out on the object of his desire. And I'm like, there it is. Yeah. It's right there. This fic writes itself. It really does. Um, And so this is when we go back to Whitney and she's in this caravan with Manfredi and Wilkes is in the back of her car. And she's like, wakey, wakey, hands off snakey. (laughs) And uh, God, that's number eight. (laughs) That's actually from My Name is Earl. I'm not going to claim credit for Uh, that. Still, it's number eight. It's a dick joke. Um, And so apparently um, Wilkes, if you're a fan of Supernatural, has turned into a demon. Because he's got black eyes. His eyes are completely... Even if you're... Well, I was once a fan of Supernatural. <laughs> you still I'm are. With it till the, I'm with it till the end of the line, man. Yeah, you are. Um, and Wilkes is like, um, I'm not well. And when he's like, yeah, because you took all the zero matter, bitch. Ooh. And um, she, she... It makes she, him hard. It does. And all she wants to know is... That's number nine. Yeah, there you go. Um, and all she wants to know is what he saw in the rift. Like that she, she's, she's just all science. science all the time. And he's just like, I saw blackness. And um, Whitney is really, um, because she's like, nothing ever came out. You're the only one to come back out again. Why? And he's like, I don't fucking know. And so um, this is when, like, he has some kind of an attack or something. And his eyes go back to normal. I don't know what and happened. And he's like, I feel ill. And man, Freddie's like, <laughs> he pulls stop over. the fucking car because you're not going to puke in my car. Well, he says, I just got this car, not I just bought this car. Yeah, he probably just stole it. And it's a really nice car. Very nice. And this is when Wilkes is like, you, ha- you can't take me back to a populated area. Like, I'm a risk. 
And Whitney's like, yeah, that's stupid. I'm going to do what I want. And so this is when Whitney, um, cause they've stopped the car and Whitney's like, um, I'm going to teach him a lesson basically in doing what he's told. She's going to, she's going to basically use Peggy against him. But this is when they find out that wah, wah, Peggy and Jarvis have escaped. Okay. Sh- and, and, and Peggy, uh, we might have skipped the same. Oh, I think we did skip yeah. it. Sorry. Uh, My bad. Peggy uses, she takes off her belt and she pulls off a hot wire. A hot wire. And my, I, the only thing I can think of is that the writers wrote themselves into a corner. And said, how the hell are we going to get them out of this? Could not figure out how to get them out of there. And suddenly, dun, 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 Peggy has a hot wire in her belt to get her out. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, the scene I skipped is them escaping from, escaping from the truck. I'm fine with, you know, gadgets, but show her getting the gadget. Yeah. Not just suddenly, dun dun dun. I have, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's James, too convenient. The only person who has that excuse is James Bond. Yeah, that's true because Q takes care of him. Beyond that, whatever. Yeah. And so this is when um, the truck driver who allowed them to escape. <laughs> I don't think he allowed them to escape. Well, that's the way Manfredi looks at it because he shoots him in the head. Um, And um, Wilkes, he orders him back to the car and he's like, honey, this is going to be fine. Uh, I got, I'll send some guys after him and they're, it's going to be fine. And he tells her that like twice and I'm like, it's not going to be fine. No. Um, And so this is when Peggy and Jarvis continue trekking through the desert and Jarvis is bitching. And he's like, we haven't seen anybody in an hour and da 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 and we need to take a rest. And she's like, we have to keep going. And um, it's funny, though, because she's like, um, just for future reference, I am never interested in hearing your opinion on tactical issues um, moving on. And he's like, no. And they start talking about Winnie and he still thinks he was doing the right thing. And this is when he throws Dottie up in her face. Ooh, ow. And he's like, we risked our lives to go get Dottie because you wanted to play the hero. And um, she's like, no, that was, I, I'm not a murderer. And I didn't, leaving Dottie with Whitney would have tantamount Would have been murder. murder, yeah. But he's like, Anna paid the price. And this is when, oh man, it hurt. He was like. Um, okay, but married. They're so married. and Platonically so, married. Pl- totally platonic. They're work, work husband and work wife. And um, he snaps about everybody around her dies. And I was like. Ooh, like I physically, like that hurt me. Yes, it did. And he does immediately apologize, but still, like it was said. And um, Peggy's like, no, I'm glad you brought it up. And she's like, by the way, you have begged me to be involved in my adventures since I got here. And, um, and so you know nothing of the loss that comes along with it. And she starts talking about his how Anna's going to be fine. And they start walking in, and this is when Jarvis drops the baby bomb because he hasn't told anybody, he hasn't talked about it. And Peggy apologizes. And it is so tearful, and they're crying, and I'm crying, and it you was, know I don't cry. And It was sad. I was a sad baby bear. Yeah, and so Peggy goes, she apologizes, and Jarvis is like, I'm sorry, no, but nobody knows. Anna doesn't even know. And he's like, because I'm a coward. She married a coward and she totally knows something's up, though. Like she might not know the mechanics of it, but Anna knows he's he's hiding something from her. And he does apologize for shooting Whitney. And Peggy's like, listen, don't worry about it. And this is when they see the truck approaching and it's it's there's no time. Yeah, it was it was okay. Haley 
and James. James, thank you, because you knew I was stumbling. Uh huh. Um, these two actors bounce off of each other so well, and the connection these these two actors have on screen. The fact that I don't ship them, yeah, speaks to that. It does because they're not. That's not how they there is interact. No romantic anything between the two of them they bicker like husband and wife because they're totally married they're work married absolutely and the connection and this this argument was so painful to me well especially when you look back at season one and you she finally i think it was the end of the second episode when he's patching her up and he gives her the whole you have to accept help speech Yep. And she finally gives him the... What was it Steve had you or something? And she finally gives him the, everybody I know dies. Yes. And then he, then to him throw it back, back in her face and, oh, like that. Oh, it hurt. Oh, it, hurt, it, hurt, it was it hurt. so painful. Yeah. But, you know... But when, also hug him. I know. I wanted her to hug him so badly. But when you're in the heat of an argument like that... And you're you're not thinking, you're you reacting. You pull on the shitty stuff. And you're feeling, yeah, you pull on the really shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there, and it really sucks. Yeah. Um. So this is when the truck pulls up, and Jarvis is, all of a sudden, Peggy's unconscious, and he's trying to revive her. And I'm like, it's a trap. So those people in the truck didn't no. notice. Okay. They're mob goons. They didn't notice shit. Whatever. And so he's like, oh, my God, she collapsed. And, um... This is when one of the guys is taking Jarvis to the back of the truck and the other one is going to go to pick Peggy up and then Peggy opens up a can of whoop ass on him and she gets his gun and then she captures the other guy and I'm just like, it was a trap. (laughs) It's a trap. It's a trap. And so um, (laughs) they leave the two, the two guys and uh, this is when Peggy tells Jarvis that she's like, you need to, you need to be with Anna. And, get um, out. Get out. Get out. And so we go to the SSR and Vernon is there. I think if Peggy had known, she would never have let Jarvis come. Yeah. If, if she, she had, had actually known, known. Yeah. The extent of what. Yeah. She yeah. would never have. Mm. And so uh, this is when Vernon comes into the holding cells and he finds uh, Thompson there with uh, Susan and Sam really are in a cell. And so Vernon's like, why are they not dead? <laughs> and, what the what? And Agent Vega's there, and he's like, but we were just following the chief's orders. And Thompson's like, hey, Vernon. Hey, bud. He tells him about the gamma cannon. And he's like, these guys, these knuckleheads can repair it. And with a repaired gamma cannon, we can take out Whitney, who you resent the shit out of. Because, because ego. Because ego. Because she's a lady and she should be telling men what to do. And um, this is when Vernon sends Vega out. So um, Thompson says that, listen, these two, will, they'll fix the cannon. We'll take it to Whitney. We'll blow her away. It'll be great. And this whole time, I'm waiting. Okay, so I'm I'm seeing the beginning of Thompson's redemption arc. I'm like, okay, yeah, here this is it. We're Lay it we're out go- for me. We're going with the redemption arc. I'm going to yeah. get some feels for Thompson here. And so uh, Vernon's like, um, I don't know that this Boy Scout's going to cooperate talking about Sousa. And uh, Thompson's like, yeah, you will, because his career's on the line. Won't you, buddy? And Sousa's like, if we take down Whitney because she's so dangerous, like, I'll shut my mouth. And Samberly's like, I'll do whatever you fucking want. Like, I'm on board. <laughs> and um, Samberly's a horrible hostage. And uh, <laughs> he really is. This is when Thompson, uh, Thompson tells Vernon that he's like, oh, I'm with you. Whatever you want to do with these two. Um, and Vernon considers it and he's like, okay, we'll try it your way. 
And so Vernon leaves and Thompson gets uh, Susan Samberly out. And he's like, basically like, ah, my plan worked. And um, Susan's like, did you really have to punch me? And Thompson's like, I had to sell it. Yes, because I'm gay for you. Yeah, super gay. Um, and so we go to Manfredi and he is... Uh, His name makes me giggle. I'm sorry. It sounds like a pasta, doesn't it? It kind of does. Yeah. Would you like some... Manfredi. Some Manfredi. Would you like a plate of Manfredi? <laughs> Would you like some cheese on your Manfredi? <laughs> Ooh, that's just worse. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. yeah, it was you. That was I know. All you. I'm telling myself to stop. <laughs> so, um, in complete to complete the gangster, um, the gangster stereotype, he's taking her to a waste management facility, <laughs> and basically he set They've up. They've been a lab. watching Sopranos. Yeah, he's basically set up a lab for her, and they go kissy kiss. And um, again, like he's he's kind of a kind of an okay guy in the grand scheme of things and um this is when they've taken all the lab equipment from Isodon and set it up for her and Wilkes is uh tied to this gurney which you know can't bode well for him no and um this can't be good and Wilkes is like freaking out because he's like I'm I can't fight this much longer and Whitney's like you don't I have can't to. fight this feeling anymore yeah and so she's like, you don't have to because I'm going to stick this giant needle in you and get the Shit. zero matter out of you. And it's totally going to be great. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And so this is when we go to uh, Peggy going into the SSR and she just walks straight up into Vernon Seuss's office. Do not pass go. And she just punches the <laughs> shit out of him. And it was really gratifying. It was, wasn't it? And um, she's like, where are Seuss and Thompson? And they run in to stop her. And Thompson's like, um, Vernon's an integral part of our plan. Wink, wink. I was so confused. Again, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was really hard to tell who was on what side. And um, so they take her down to the lab where Samberly is repairing the gamma cannon. And Peggy's yeah, like, is. what just fucking happened? We can't trust Vernon. And um, I am Peggy. Yeah. And so she's like, what are you going to do once he takes out Whitney? Um, and, and Vernon's like, oh, I won't kill you because I don't have to. I have dirt on everybody. And he'll take down anybody who tries to go against him, basically. And Seuss is like, okay, let's take down Whitney. And, um, Vernon kind of like, he's like, yeah, Peggy's gonna, Peggy's gonna I did not trust him as far as I could throw him. Me neither. And so, um, Vernon warns that Whitney is demanding the gamma cannon. Because he still knows what she wants. Because as far as she concern, she's concerned, he still works for her. And Samberly's like, I need another hour. And Thompson's like, I'll go talk to her. It'll be great. Okay, this is when I got worried. Yeah, and I'm like, mm-mm. And so um, Whitney, after quite a while of this giant syringe being in Wilkes's chest, oh. she's not getting anything from him. There's no zero matter. <laughs> I don't know why. And he doesn't funny. even like that kind of foreplay. Um, and Nobody does. Nobody does. It's not fun, kids. And so Manfredi's like, maybe we just need to take a break. And um, so Whitney Whitney agrees and she... Well, she, hey, Manfredi also talks about Wilkes' body's going to give out. Yeah. Which, I don't know, then can she not just suck the zero matter from his body like we did James? <laughs> like she we did James Scott? Him. <sighs> and there's another day That's joke. number 10. And so um, this is when Thompson arrives. Dun, dun, dun. And, um, but Wilkes is convinced that all that zero matter is going to kill her. 
And so I'm like, all right, let him, let her He's take it out of you. And not then wrong. Question mark, question mark. And so this is when, um, Thompson introduces himself and she, uh, he he's like, oh, I was at your husband's fundraiser. That feels like it's nine years ago, but it's really only been like a couple days. And um, he's like, oh, so uh, you know, he he kind of charms her, and um, Whitney makes Manfredi back off because Manfredi does not like this at all. Jealousy, exactly. Um, and so this is when uh, you know, they're left alone, and Whitney's like, okay, basically, what I told Vernon is, I want the gamma cannon. And Thompson's like, yeah, it's at the SSR. They're fixing it for us. And um, he's he lays it all out like, I'm I'm here to buy time until we can fix it. And he's like, Vernon's going to use it against you. And he's like, um, but what I can do is bring you the cannon and Vernon, and then you can put me on the council, and it'll be great. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn it, Thompson. I don't know who to believe and I now. lost all hope and i was so angry and thompson is now dead to me forever oh forever he is irredeemable irredeemable in my eyes because of it's too much twisty i can't handle it too much back too much and i didn't understand half of what was going on and at this point i'm like no i'm done yeah there was so much double and triple crossing yep he's just dead yeah like dead dead d-e-d d-e-d dead and so this is when um Thompson meets everybody else and he's like, yeah, Whitney bought it. And I'm like, I don't know that I believe you. And so Peggy's like, um, she thinks he's up to something, which duh. (laughs) And uh, Vernon is really surprised that Whitney let him out of there alive, honestly. And so this is when um, Susan and Samberly bring the cannon components. And Samberly is like, okay, kind of gives him instructions on how to fire it. And this is when I got worried because Tam- Thompson and Vernon drive off by themselves in the truck. Not good. And Peggy and Sousa are going to, they're going to follow behind in another car. But it turns out that the car doesn't start and Thompson all of a sudden isn't responding on the radio. And Sousa looks. Shocking. Sousa looks and the fuel line's been cut. And it's like, wah, wah. And so they run back into the agency. and Like who didn't see that coming? Exactly. And Samberly's talking it up with Rose and um, he's like, uh, this is when they tell him what happened. And Sam really lets it slip that, oh, by the way, I, I turned the cannon into a bomb. And they're like, why the fuck would you do that? And he's like, because Thompson told me to. And it turns out the bomb is going to kill everybody, nice. including Wilkes. Nice. But it's on a remote trigger, which is something. And so Peggy's like, um, can you build a jammer to block the trigger? And she tells... He's like, well, of course I can. And Rose is like, well, hop to it, sweet cheeks. <laughs> and so, yeah. Rose needs to be chief of the SSR. Just Oh, saying. my God, she does. That would be great. Just saying. That would be great. And so we go to the hospital, and Jarvis is completely fussing with Anna and her... Or with Anna and her pillows. And um, she just wants... She's like, where's Peggy? And is Mr. Wilkes... Or is Dr. Wilkes safe... And Jarvis is like, anyway, so let's fluff, uh, let's fluff your pillows and talk about a holiday. And Anna's like, uh, you hate holidays? <laughs> and he's like, so he finally comes clean about what's going on in the situation. And she's like, why aren't you helping Peggy? And Jarvis is like, because you need me. Because I was bad and she sent me home. Yep, because I did bad things. 
And Anna's like, um, I have lots of doctors and nurses, but you only have one Jarvis. Or Peggy only has one Jarvis. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And so she goes and tells Jarvis, she's like, go, go help her. Um, Poor Jarvis. He's like, Peggy's sending him to Anna. Anna's <laughs> sending him, him to Peggy. Peggy. He needs to just go hook up with Dottie and get it over with. Yeah. And so um, at this point, Anna's like, um, what else are you not telling me? And then Jarvis tells her mm. well and but i'm gl- i'm glad the way they filmed it was that he tells her but we don't we witness it without seeing yeah. it yeah. because they 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 zoom out and we're outside the room and, and it's, we can't hear there's it. no sound yeah so it's they kind of leave it to the imagination a little bit but my little bit which i kind of liked well i mean i didn't like it but <sighs> yeah so. it was what it was but it you was, liked the way it was filmed yes yeah so this is when um, Pega and Pega. Pega. Oh my God, that's their ship that's name. That's their ship name. Peggy and Sousa and Samberly. Um, that is not my OT three. And uh, no. <laughs> they get to the waste management tra- management plant and they um, confirm that Whitney's got the cannon and Samberly can't get the jammer to work. And of course, um, as soon as Sousa turns his back. Peggy slips into the thing because she's going to save Wilkes by her little self because bitches get shit done. And so um, in the plant, uh, Thompson and Vernon are giving Whitney the cannon like, look, we, we're good puppies. They're giving her the cannon. Ca- <laughs> it's 11. 11. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, um, she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the zero matter out of him. And they're like, whatever. Um, and this is when Vernon goes over and he's going to a- activate the cannon. Because he thinks he's just going to, you know, blow her, blow her away. And uh, we cut to Peggy and she's sneaking around. And um, because that's what Peggy does. Yeah. And she finds Wilkes and he's like, you have to leave because I can't hold it in much longer. (laughs) (laughs) I do not even need to insert the dick joke here. I know. Right. And so Wilkes is like, he doesn't deserve his help, her help, because the whole gun thing. And um. He says that everything he did, he did on purpose. Like, it was not, it was of his own free will, which hurt a lot a bit. And so this is when Vernon aims the cannon at, at Whitney, um, but she shuts it down. She ain't stupid. She's not dumb. Which I love the fact that Whitney is not stupid. Yeah. Really, the only person she was really blinded by was her husband. Yeah. Because she And I don't think she's going to let that happen again. No. Although Manafretti is kind of getting getting in there there he's yeah. he's in there yeah and so this is when thompson pulls a gun on vernon and he's like there's been a change of plans and i'm like god damn it thompson so many change of plans i know that- like i don't even know what's going on right now and this is when we go back to will uh, this was kind of choppy um and this is which the show usually doesn't do no it doesn't um and this so whole this, episode was very choppy it really was which so th- makes me worried for the finale yeah if this is the same director yeah um, and so this is when Wilkes uh, warns that something something cataclysmic is happening to him, and Peggy's like, "Nope, we're going." <laughs> and um, she helps him. She helps him out. And um, but as soon as she goes through the door, Wilkes locks it behind her because he's going to be all selfless and whatnot. Um, and he's like, he says that he's ready for it to be over, and he tells her to go. Can you blame him? No. Okay. He tells her to go, and then he goes back. And this is when Samberly um, finishes working on the jammer. And um, 
Sousa is trying to find Peggy with the binoculars because they're a good ways away. And so this is when we go back to Vernon and Thompson and Vernon's like, you're making a mistake. We can still, we can still do this and walk out together. And Thompson's like, yeah, you've been like a father to me, but I should never let a good opportunity pass me by. And so he leaves Vernon to Whitney and he's like, we have a lot to talk about. And Thompson goes outside and he, um, he gets clear and he activates the trigger because he still thinks it's a bomb nothing happens which i think that's kind of a metaphor thompson's crap in the sack pretty much he hits the trigger and nothing there, happens and nothing happens and so um thompson realizes i i was expecting like a fist shake in the air and be like peggy because <laughs> he knows peggy's responsible for this and so he finds susa and he um basically tells him to shut it down and this is when peggy shows up and it's kind of chaos and she's like um wilkes is innocent and thompson's like uh, yeah, but like everybody needs to be blown up because this is a shitty situation. It's the hard decision. Yeah. And because he would let them. What was it? He said before I'd let, I'd them let blow you both all away. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. Put it in English. Yeah. And Thompson's like, um, Wilkes is the most dangerous thing of all because he got all this zero matter all up in his person. And, um, he tells Samberly to shut down the jammer and he pulls a gun on him. And Samberly turns it off like right away because Samberly Samberly follows orders. Yes, that Samberly is not a field agent as much as he wants to be one. And this is when Thompson is going to pull the trigger and Peggy aims her gun at him and she's like, put it down. Nope. And if he he didn't think she was serious about that, then. mm. Mm. Um, But we cut to Whitney and she um, she lets the zero matter start consuming Vernon. Because Vernon's pretty shitty, and I was actually kind of okay with that. And um, he's like, he's like, Thompson doesn't have the power to help you. I have all the connections, and da 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 da. And he's trying to bargain his way out. Yep. And he sees the cannon, the light go on on the cannon, which is a green light, which I gotta say that was great. Whatever. And he he kind of realizes the full situation, and he's he's like, they got he's you. He's ready. He's, he's like, ready. My body is ready. And um. She she lets Vernon go to go to the bomb just as Wilkes comes in and the zero matter goes explodey from him and we don't know what the fuck just happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened. And that's lots it. of stuff happened. Wow. And that's that's the end of our episode. Wow, that's yeah. that's that's a little crazy. It was it was heavy. I was so confused. Yeah. From like midway to the beginning to the end, I was like, "What the fuck?" Are and we're we not used to such choppy episodes. No, I I feel like they had a lot of story that they really needed to squeeze in all of a sudden, and they had all these other episodes that they could have. Well, that and I, that I think that's why the dance number kind of stuck in my craw a little bit because I'm like, you clearly needed the time. Yeah. And yeah. you wasted all this on song and dance about choosing which, which men, she, which man she was going to end up with. In and of itself, I mean, like it could have made a great commercial, yeah, or something, but not take up so much of the episode. And then the rest of the story was so, blah, 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 blah. yeah. I mean, they like vomited, yeah, plot, yeah. Um, which we don't normally see in Agent Carter. No, it's usually plotted in a way that I really, really enjoy. So that that kind of felt just a little. Mm. Yeah. All right, you ready to get feedback? <clears throat> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, first up, we have Franzi. 
Hey, Franzi. Hi. She says, hey there. Uh, let me start my feedback with a Thompson quote. I couldn't care less who you are climbing in bed with. Yeah. She says, me too. Yeah. Uh, I certainly want to know who she's going to marry in the end, but I'm not interested in any sort of love triangle. Yeah, the Speech. love triangle thing is so done. Oh. Uh, and the fact that they're doing it with Peggy Carter. I know. Of all people. Ugh. Uh, not sure what happened to Wilkes at the end of the second episode, but I hope this solves the Wilkes versus Sousa dilemma. Yeah. I kind of think it did. Yes. I hope so. Yeah. But I'm jumping ahead. I have to say that I had a major issue, especially with the first episode. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. First of all, I, I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> first of all, I'm really happy that Anna is still alive, but I don't like the fact that she can't have children anymore. Yeah. Well, I still have to point out that they were older. Yeah. And I just kind of find it hard to believe in that day and age. And they never talked about like, oh, I can't wait until we have kids or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it just seemed a little... But again, what you going to do? And I didn't like it for different reasons. Well, sure. Uh, what makes it even worse for me is how the writers handled that storyline. I, I think it's an important topic and something that should be shown and discussed on television, but in the context of the series, it came out of nowhere. I agree. Yeah. It did. Please, please correct me if I'm wrong, but Anna and Jarvis never talked about having children before. True that, Franzi. No, they did not. They did not. They never set it up. Uh, I kind of feel like Anna was an afterthought in season two. Yeah. Well, like in season one, she was there, but then, but she was kind of an afterthought. And then season yeah. two, they just kind of, oh, we need to have her here. Yeah. Um, she says, it kind of reminded me of season one when Jarvis rubbed his ear in that one particular episode so Peggy would know he was lying. Yeah. He never did it in any episode before or after. That is very true, Franzi. Yep. That's Cause we bitched so about that. true. We did. Uh, maybe it's just me, but I feel like it wasn't about Anna at all. We didn't even get to see her reaction at the hospital in the end. She True. got shot so Jarvis could go after Whitney. It served the plot, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. So that was my little rant. Sorry for that. Do not apologize. Do not apologize. If you have a different, more positive opinion about this storyline, please explain to me. We, we kind of don't. No. 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 We really don't. Uh, nevertheless, I still enjoyed a lot that was happening in both episodes. The background fight in Manfetti's restaurant was awesome. It really was. Other than the fact that they forgot about Peggy's injury. Yes. I'm amazed by how many f different fights we've seen so far. I think they just like putting Haley Atwell in fight scenes. Because So it's she fun. can punch the, the, the stunt guys. Uh, <laughs> I also liked the coloring in the trunk. I don't know if it was intentional, but the purple reminded me of Jessica Jones. Right on. Which I have not seen, and it's you have. It's awesome, though. Okay. I'll, I'll get there. I know you will, because uh, I'll make you. <laughs> the whole gamma cannon plot had me giggling. As we know, gamma radiation is always a good idea, but how did Howard even know they needed a gamma cannon? Better not think about it too much. Yeah, because see, that's the thing. We have to assume that, like, where he was like, I'm conveniently going to not be in L.A. because I'm going to fly to the jungles of whatever to talk to this expert guy, but I have access to Telex you like plans just I, randomly just yeah you you mostly just have to suspend your disbelief on that one so much uh she goes on to say even though i didn't care for the theme of the musical number i just loved it i'm a sucker for musicals in general so this just made it for me also angie i know right not enough angie though no. and i guess the cartinelli ship has finally sunk it has not 
Uh, no, not in my heart. It will never sink in my heart. Not in my heart. Uh, what broke my heart was the scene between Peggy and Jarvis in the desert. Jarvis hurting Peggy, Peggy hurting Jarvis. Really strong scene and kudos to Haley and James. Yes, yes, yes. But it was ouchy. Uh, I can't believe next week is already the final episode, so I hope we'll get a third season even though Haley has her new show. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Cheers. Um, We already talked about their new, her new uh, show. Um, Franzi actually tweeted a correction, correction, but I didn't see... Anything wrong. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what I think. I think I misused the word finally when I was talking about the Cartinelli ship. All right, let me go back. Because it has finally sunk. Great. I guess the Cartinelli ship has finally sunk. No, no that's worded correctly. Right. Yeah, no, that's right. Right. By the way, by the way, can I just say that anybody that can speak that eloquently in not your first language, just kudos to you. I'm telling you, your English is better than mine, and I only know the one. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Um, Michael? Hi, Ro- Michael. Hi, Again. Mi- Aloha. Uh, hoping to get this in before you start recording. You did indeed. You totally did. Um, episode eight, The Edge of Mystery. Darcy does Haunted very well. Yeah, Hurts to see him like that, though. Ouchie. But Anna is a pretty radiant patient. I've loved the season so far, but by far the weakest link is the character of Manafredi. He is a caricature. He really is. Of himself, in my opinion. Uh, he says, I'm not sure if it was the writer's or the actress portrayal, but he's such a bad caricature <laughs> of the classic mobster. He really is. I totally didn't say that before you said it, because um, I've read these already. Yeah. Uh, if the prospect of flying to New York and back in a day and a half in 1947 bugged you too, how's the trip to London set? <laughs> not good. Apparently, I missed it. Yeah. Because I... You blocked it I out. looked away. Yeah. To fuck, people. Yeah. Uh... Somebody has a personal jet. Yes. Whatever. Stark apparently likes motor oil as he has Kestrel and Quaker State signs in the ba- in his basement lab. He does I indeed. totally miss that. He does. Not that it matters, just something noticed on second watch. Though. Yeah. It's kind of cool, though, that they put those in. Because uh, it reminded me of Tony a lot, actually. Okay. Quote, if it makes a difference, I'll let him blow you both away end quote and in one line thompson lives to me again yes but by the end of the episode He's dead again he was dead <laughs> forever and you're not resuscitating in my opinion him. he's not coming back okay i will hate him forever <laughs> he is much like lincoln is to you okay thompson is to me as lincoln is to you i understand that I know reference. how you hate lincoln I fucking hate lincoln um, I do wonder if Peggy would really let him shoot Sousa if the roles had been switched. She probably would have just clocked Wilkes, though. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, damn. Ooh, you didn't even asterisk it out. Ooh. Damn. Jarvis Ooh. is more ruthless than I expected. I felt he'd have the opportunity to, to kill Frost, but I didn't think he'd go for it. And Masters is less ruthless than I expected. I thought for sure Thompson was getting shot. He's right. I think Thompson backed off. Yeah. A little too easy. Yeah. Red. Yeah. Red. <laughs> His wife must have shown up. She did. <laughs> um, episode nine, A Little Song and Dance. 
From noir to glee. Wow. Wow. Yeah. As fun as the scene was, it really felt out of sync to with the series to me. I'm turning into an old fogey, I guess. No. <laughs> no. That's great. You, you can't be that much older than me. Um, I don't know. Can't judge. Uh, but it was nice to see Angie again briefly and seeing Peggy under the green light did give me a She-Hulk vibe that I wouldn't mind seeing more of, though. Okay. Interesting. 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 Mm. Uh, seriously, Anna is t- much too radiant to be a patient. Yeah, you never look that good in the hospital. Trust me. Yeah, we've, she was gorgeousness. We've both been there. Yeah. Uh, and we can see how young Tony Stark could have been the Jarvis surrogate kid now. Yeah. <laughs> and trust Excuse me, me, that doesn't get uh, nicer the more you think about it. It becomes more painful. Uh, he says, although it's hard to imagine the woman that will get him to settle down, Angie Stark, maybe the only problem is Howard Stark does have a canonical wife and With that's Maria. Maria. We have not met her yet. No. Um, and okay. So yeah, go ahead. I wanted to go into, uh, because this is what I randomly text Janya on Saturday. You did. And I was like, what the what? Um, because it was age of Ultron. I think it was, was it? No, you said Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. It was Winter Soldier. Um, uh, they've all been on the movie channels. And yes. So, of course, if Winter Soldier's on, the rule it is you watch it. It is the rules. We don't make these up. Um, and it's the part where Zola is um, talking to them through his computer brain. And they pull up uh, a newspaper article about, about Howard Stark dying. Mm-hmm. He died in 1991. Yes. And according to that, I'm not according to that. And I think it's bullshit. Um, So Tony was 21 years old in the MCU when his parents died. And so that means Tony was not born until 1970. Okay. This takes place in 1947. Okay. So presumably it's going to be a while before Howard meets Maria. Okay. We agreed that but okay we didn't agree it's fact between 1991 and 1947 is 44 years yep so we're guessing that maybe tony was i mean tony uh, how oh, i get to put a dollar in the jar yeah that howard <laughs> was what 25 in winter in or in first adventure in um well in peggy carter and all that yeah so and that's being generous. Plus forty four is sixty nine. Now, didn't you read that he was seventy one or something when yes. he died? So we're only off by a couple of years. Yeah. Um. So he must have had Tony. So you wait. You said he was born in nineteen seventy. All right. Get my calculator back out. Nineteen seventy. So let's say in nineteen forty four, Tony was Howard. Damn it. In 1947, Tony was, what, 23? Uh, I'd say more like 28. 28. Okay, so 28. So 1947 minus 1970 is 23. So he was 23 plus 28. Whoa. I don't know what number that came from. 28 plus 23 is 50. So he was 51 when Tony was born. Meaning Maria is probably much younger, which I, let's face it, would it work. what we know of Howard, that's not out of the realm of possibility. No. But the more I started looking at that and it set me into a, 
a mean spiral because I don't agree with any of that timing because I think he lived way longer than I anticipated. But that means we're probably not going to meet Maria. Um, and I really wanted to. I wanted her to crop up in, yeah. um, in Agent Carter. So yeah. that's 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 my giant tangent on the timelines in the MCU. Okay. I, I, I feel you. So back to Michael's email. Yeah. Uh, between Wilkes, Thompson, and Masters, these episodes are twistier than Lombard Street in San Francisco. <laughs> wow, do you remember that that the supernatural fic, the Lombard Street Winchesters? <gasps> yes, yes. Yeah, don't look that up. Um, it will eat your soul. So much. Uh uh, Michael goes on to say, if it comes to pass that Miss Atwell doesn't have the time for season three, I don't think it's a matter of whether or not Miss Atwell has time for season three. I think it has to do with whether or not ABC has yeah. time for season three. Yeah. I don't think it's, yeah. Uh, he says, I'd still be willing to see S.H.I.E.L.D. year one with Sousa, Thompson, Samberly, and Rose. I am so behind this, Michael. This is a great idea. Uh, maybe Peggy could issue mission orders via some voice box peggy's angels anyone <laughs> that'd be so great or maybe samberly and Sousa on a buddy cop show <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be great uh sorry these double e- episodes make for long emails this was not that long that's okay it printed one page that's okay uh stay jarvelous stay jarvelous okay uh gina Hi, Gina. Uh, Gina says that song and dance number might be the most confusing thing I have ever seen on television, and I sat through X-File finales this week, so that's saying something. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. I've never watched X-Files, so I can't. But anyway, uh, she says, take a drink every time Scully says alien DNA, and you'll have nothing at the halfway mark. (laughs) I understand Peggy was out cold. We got to see Angie and Sousa does have a lovely singing voice, but it just felt off after what we saw in the prior episode with Wilkes pointing a gun at Peggy and Jarvis shooting Whitney point blank in the chest. Considering the tone of the rest of the episode, it felt more jarring. Totally agreed. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I'm not going to repeat myself again. Yeah, I will. If it had been a week later. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. It would have been better. I still would have been like, why did you waste my time on this? Well, it was the subject of the musical. Yeah. I got to One or the Which other. Which am I going to pick? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Why? 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 Mm-hmm. why did she need a love interest? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, one of the worst things in the world is to be in a fight with your best friend since they know where to stick it. Wait, let me try that again. One of the worst things in the world is to be in a fight with your best friend since they know where to stick it, where it hurts, and holy crap, did Jarvis and Peggy go for it during, and I was so bummed out during that five-minute exchange. It hurt. It was an ouchie. But you would never have bought it. Exactly. um, Without their relationship. Haley and James sold it so well that I choked up a little. You really do feel for both of them. Oh, it hurts. It did. It did. Uh, the double cross was a good idea from Thompson, but it makes it hard for Peggy and company to trust him when they don't know who he's playing. I didn't know who he was playing and I was there. I know twice. (laughs) I'm thinking in order for Peggy to start shield, something is going to happen to Thompson to get him out of the way. I'm hoping he goes out saving the team. I, I have no hope for his redemption arc. I'm done. Yeah, that's me. Uh, she says just to show once and for all he's only a little bit of an asshole i i'm sorry he's a lot, he's of, a lot of an asshole <laughs> uh she says i think after 
All this nonsense, Sousa finds another branch of the government to settle down in maybe it's nicer at the IRS. <laughs> wow, that's saying something. He's like, this shit isn't going to happen here. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She, yeah. She feels exactly the same way that yeah. we did about this episode. I, I, I have, I, 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 uh-huh. I, words. I have no hope for Thompson at all. Yeah. He is not only dead to me, I have buried him. Yeah. He is gone. Because, like, okay, even if he is on the quote unquote good side, I don't, I, I really question his motives at this point. Like, was he really? There's no coming back from this. No. No. Even if he goes out dying in a, I'm going to save you all while I die bullshit. Which he wouldn't because he's self No, because he's too self-serving. Yeah. Uh, I, no. 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 Just. Just no. No. Yeah. No. So, that's how I feel. That's how you, (laughs) and that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Life's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, a last, lot happened. So much. And it was very confusing. Yeah. It was very, cho- it was really, I don't do well with choppy because especially in doing the recaps, it's very easy yeah, for me to I be noticed, like, and then we do this, and then we do this. I noticed this. that the, the, the rhythm between the two was just so off. Yeah. You're like, okay, and then this, and, and then, then this, this, and then yeah. this, and it was just bad. Yeah. So, I, I'm, do, okay, I want to ask you, do you think Wilkes is gone? I think they want us to think that. Yeah. I'm not convinced. Do you think he will be gone by the end of the next episode? Yes. Okay. I think, I kind of do too. I think his ultimate. I think they're going to close up him and Whitney. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think Sousa is the husband. Yeah, I think he is too. I felt kind of that way. All along. Especially since we got confirmation that he was in Europe. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, you know. That's the one thing that's been really getting me through this is that Thompson was in the Pacific. He can't possibly be the husband. No. He can't possibly be the husband. No. Yeah. End of story. So, yeah. That's where I'm at. Um, So, if you have any feedback about, well, any of these episodes or the finale when that airs next week, uh, you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Absolutely. I think next week our recording schedule changes. Yes. We're going to be recording on Wednesday instead of yes. Thursday. We have, we, you have a very short window next week. We apologize. But, but Gotham. Um, unfortunately, we live somewhat far apart. And we can't record two weekdays no, a week. No, not that in the middle of a work week. So we have to, uh, Gotham comes on Monday and then Agent Carter on Tuesday. And then we're going to get together on Wednesday. And do the recording evening um to record so sorry it's a short week if we get enough feedback after Mm -hmm. we may do a post-season hoo-ha yeah just a wrap just depends a wrap-up yeah uh podcast so and and that's fine i mean don't worry about it we will read your emails and we'll talk about them whether or not regardless so don't feel like it's useless to to send us email yeah because we'll squeal we will awesome always anything else i think that's it all right thank you for listening guys thanks guys Stay dry.